This is Corn Stars, part of the Herpetoculture Network, with your hosts Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics and Chris Painshap of Badlands Herpetoculture. Enjoy. But he's, yeah. that. He's, he's wearing the shirt and everything. That's Let's right. Go. I don't have a Corso shirt. I want, to, I want to point that out immediately. There's two things that I want to start this episode in everybody's oh. beautiful earballs. I do not have a Cornstar shirt. Thank, thank you, Justin. Uh, I appreciate it. Also, okay. two. <laughs> there's, there's a reason, though. Okay. And that's because I still I want to play around with the logo a little more and do like try and change it up. Because... I'm still don't know how I feel about it, even though it's been like a year. Um, I don't know. I dig it. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some some done at some point. I just want to like what I look at before I do it. So yeah. <sighs> but this is episode 15 of Corn Stars, and it is brought to you by BlackBoxCages.com, Facebook, Instagram, BlackBoxCages.com. Uh, use the code THN at checkout. Save yourself a little bit of money. I think Eric caught some of that black box action with the, the read raffle. Yeah, um, I did. It's, it's phenomenal. He got the bio G, which is, I love those things. That's what I got. My rhinos and my persimmon and they work great. It's great size. Very versatile. Works for all kinds of stuff. I got so, my last set of shelves in two days ago and i'll be buying a uh, something from them i'm gonna get a, a display right. cage for some lychees so i have i have locked in i just need to make sure i have the room and and we'll know the size and so i'm excited to try their products out and give a give a give a good review on them cool yeah uh, yeah need to go check them out whether you need a rack or you need a cage black box all the rage uh and then you need to go and give silent hill reptiles a follow uh, Mr. JT, Mr. I'm taking the year off from breeding. <laughs> Fitzgerald, <laughs> who's somehow going to be producing like 10 clutches or something like that. He has paired nothing, and I know that he's over 60 eggs already. <laughs> I mentioned that to him when he <laughs> said he wasn't going to do it. I'm like, them girls are going to go all by yeah. themselves. He messaged me. He's like, feel free to, to <laughs> joke at my expense about my my great season of taking the year off so yeah it, it turns <sighs> out that we we uh we actually don't have a say in what mother nature thinks it's supposed to do uh regardless of how domesticated we think these animals are yeah so he's gonna have some awesome stuff up for grabs yeah, here in the so, next couple weeks yeah and some of them are like bangers <laughs> like there's some of his oh, yeah. best pairs yeah so i'm just like, All right, like i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm like uh i'll take one of everything <laughs> and two of the really good stuff so yeah, go check them out on Facebook and Instagram as well, uh, and then see their availability, SilentHillReptiles.com. Both are awesome people. Yeah. Both produce some awesome corns. And uh, another person who produces awesome corns that is back for another round with us is Mr. Eric Westmoreland of ECW Reptiles. We appreciate Woo. you. Yeah, I appreciate you jumping Thanks in. Thanks for having me back. Jumping in for us. So we like we have people lined up. Uh, it's just everyone's people have lives and people get busy and things happen. And so, and my schedule sucks balls and Chris's schedule sucks. So other than that, you know, 
we're working on we've got people in the pipeline just haven't fully ironed things out yet so we're going to send at least one set of headphones out to somebody and we've got a couple other people that are interested in coming on so we're going to make it happen schedules are tough man especially Mm -hmm. when you got three people and then time zones and all kinds of stuff so um but yeah i feel like i don't we when was it we had eric on a couple months ago i feel like it might have been longer than that six months ago i think yeah was it yeah sounds about right end of summer yeah okay yeah early fall yeah and i i don't know i mean there's we covered a lot but i also feel like like i knew sort of going into that one and finishing it i was like we're not gonna there's no way we're gonna hit to everything that that we want to talk about. So this worked out. Chris got um, us off on pits. That's right. Oh man, yeah, he completely just. <laughs> I hope y'all don't think we're not talking about that today. <laughs> threw threw that stick in the tire of the bicycle and just derailed the entire thing. Um, breeding season is upon us. Yeah, yeah, it is. I know. Chris has some eggs coming soon. Eric's gotten a couple clutches already, right? Yep. Yeah. One corn. I've got six that are due between now and next Tuesday. Nice. Corns. What do you have on the ground uh, outside of corns? We'll just jump into kind of like a season update. Um, believe it or not, my cow kings went. Uh, well, I got two or three clutches of those right now. Nice. And then my poultures, they, they went. My Japanese rats went way back in early February. Mm-hmm. And then those cocksai gave me some dud eggs again, too. Hmm. The Oreo cryptophis are kind of funky. Oh, man. Them cocksai are... I was all scheduled. I was going to sell them off at Tinley. Yeah. My wife's like, no, no, don't. So I went to Tinley, and we just doubled down and got another mail. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's how you do the, it. went the other direction on that one. I would love to get those, man. I just, I think it's too, my room's too warm. I don't, I don't think I'd, they, they wouldn't jive well with my setup. So. Yeah. They like it cold. Yeah. There's, they would be like perfect in my room. And, and I, I kind of recognize that. And I'm like, man, I'm trying to not. Last year, I got rid of a lot of my uh, Asian stuff, uh, sent it all to Billy Hunt. And it's kind of, I'm just in this weird spot where I try not to add any, any more because I've got project after project after project. That's going to require line breeding. That's going to require a lot of holdbacks. And, and it's like, what do you, you know what I mean? I, I have to look at the future. I, I have to. And the, the room's still not built. It hasn't happened. Somehow I, my wife got a brand new car. Uh, you know what <laughs> Isn't I mean? funny how that happens? There's literally like a brand new BMW SUV sitting in my garage. And I'm just like, I, just, I don't have a room. I don't know. We have landscaping done. Fucking here I am. <laughs> uh, and, and I've got room for what I've got. And, but I know that anything that I add right now, I've got time. It's not a time issue. It's a, it's a feasibility of the future. If, if, if I don't get off my ass, get the room done over the next three years, I've got to get it done in, in the next year or two. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll overwhelm myself in the sense of anxiety on cleanliness and organization and not being able to move around a room and, and feeling fluid in your space. It's so difficult. So... That's well, that, when you're when you're a mile wide and an inch deep on projects, you know it's you got a million things going on, and there's not a ton of focus in any one direction. Yeah, you know it's it's very easy to to get spread out just across multiple morphs or species or whatever. And yeah, 
sometimes you gotta you know rein it back in and mm-hmm. i you know i've gone through that I and mean, we've we've talked about it on multiple shows um it's super easy to do like you just you know there's always cool stuff floating around especially with corns um, oh yeah morph wise stuff especially you know when you wake I up one JT. day and go what's going on yep <laughs> yeah yep. where'd all this come from yeah I don't remember that. Open that yeah, up and say, "Why do I have you? Where'd you we have get? Dis- you, who's, who's goddamn baby is that?" Our, our disgusting group chat where somebody posts something and we're all just like, "Oh, we all should oh. buy those." Yeah, we do. We do yeah. need more Castano. You're right. Oh man, these these lavender peach things are just delicious looking. Let's get some of those too. And you know, Eric will post up. I'm going to keep this one back. And I'm like, man, it's Sunkissed Cinder or Sunkissed Annery. Vanishing Stripe is pretty cool, Eric. You gonna make more of those this year? That's a pretty neat snake. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> hey, that's a badass snake. That's oh, I know that thing snake, is, dude. I got lucky with that. Just killer. I was like, it's, I did not expect that. It looks weird, and, and I yeah. hope that doesn't sound odd. But it's the most odd-looking little baby corn that I've seen in a while, and it just strikes you as like, man, this thing is—it's—it's it's a patternless corn that's gray. Yeah. But it has this neat flecking of black throughout it. Yep. I don't know. I bet it's cool in person. It's really the funny thing about it is really it's a thin animal. It get, it's getting fed just with everyone else. It's just smaller and thinner. Huh. And I can't. I was like, interesting. Figure it out. Yeah, that's that's odd. But no, it's it's super cool, and I hope you make more. I, I like it when they have the little sunspots down their back. But I think it's really neat to see that one kind of the vanishing stripe. Is yeah. there any, it doesn't have tester in it though, right? Nope. Nope. My my male was that Bam Bam. He's a hypo sunkissed stripe. Het okay. sender, het caramel, het annery. He's het amel too. Nice. And then I put him to an annery that was for sure het sunkissed, het stripe, and then it ended up being het caramel too. Mm-hmm. So I held back another one from that group. Because it was it just looked weird. I knew it was Annery Sunkissed. Yeah. But I was like, there's something else too. Something's mm-hmm. like, it's really clean. And I'm pretty sure it's caramel. And I think it's an Annery Caramel Sunkissed. Mm-hmm. Has funny because I posted right that on uh, Corn Snake Morph ID. Like everyone's giving me all thumbs up. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm asking for some help. <laughs> this is an actual question, damn it. <laughs> Sarah's, Sarah's finally stumped for the first time. She just gets on. She's like, "Okay, guys, we have a problem." I actually don't know. <laughs> Fuck this animal. It's it's cool. No. It's neat. It's unique. I, I I I'm excited to see what it looks like. Knowing uh, knowing the the current state of of social media, there's people who are probably like, "Why are you keeping it on a table? Why is there light <laughs> on it?" Yeah, it's it's not fat enough. Feed it more. Oh, that yeah. yeah. She, you know she what she you're doing. Thin. She is thin, and she's just little and. Um, I have a sun-kissed annery male. His name is Dinks nice. for a reason. He's like, I don't even think he's 200 grams yet. And he's four years old. Oh, wow. He's just little. Yeah. He's like one of my best Castania, breeders, though. That Castagna Motley male that I have that Kasiki sent me, like, I feed him a pretty good bit, and he just doesn't. Yeah. He just stays thin. Like, he just doesn't seem to put on weight. He doesn't really lose weight either. He just exists yeah my my golden head golden neck annery stripe boy he's four years old four or five this year he's small he's he's mm-hmm. maybe 225 grams so 
all-star breeder though well, obviously y'all saw that last episode where he just immediately yeah. started his, <laughs> which which is good hey so she's she's in prelay so that's good I'll, I'll jump into some of my stuff i got uh sunspot which is my amel motley uh unknown hats so she's never bred for me uh is gravid as hell uh she just gave me her prelay uh the so- snow to the stripe uh that we did on air uh she's in <laughs> prelay shed now uh pewter uh pewter to uh caramel Tessera Het diffused. Oh, uh, she's grabbing my Clarice baby to Clarice son. Uh, so my real nice honey uh, is is gravid as hell. Um, what else? Oh my! Re- oh my! That heavy reverse Okatee girl is uh, I paired. So reverse Okatee just super super white. I mean insane massive mm-hmm. white neon orange. I paired her to. I went ahead and paired her to my Ultra Mel Motley uh, Tessera boy. Uh, so hopefully get some high uh, Okatee expression uh, Ultra Mel's. That would be really cool. Um, and maybe even some Tessera in there. Not super excited about the Tesseras uh, in that particular pairing. Um, though reverse Okatee Tesseras are beautiful. But do some just heavy reverse Okatee mm-hmm. Ultra Mel's. Ooh, just get me all, all, all rally. Russell's your Jimmy's. Russell's my Jimmy's. Uh, Pied blood red head charcoal girl uh, grab it again. Uh, this would be my I think fourth year bringing her to my charcoal head diffused uh, tester boy. Um, that big ass caramel girl that I have the monster. Mm-hmm. She just shed, and I don't know if she's grab it or not. <laughs> so I've I've she's so big you can't tell. Yeah, I, I can't tell. I can't feel anything in there, but she's you know bigger around than any pitch office I have. Uh, so <laughs> I've I've got her uh, seen like a forty egg clutch from her. Yeah, I don't know, but I've got her. I paired the male back in, and they, they're never really exciting. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I've seen him lock up with her. I know it's female for sure, uh, but that may be a clutch now. That may be a clutch later. But I, I hope. I just wonder. Honestly, it was getting her real healthy. Uh, you know, Matt's done a really good. The, the, the gentleman who owns her had, did a real good job with her before I got her, and I think I got her to a real good point. Um, there, there's like for sure more corn snakes that I bred, and I don't remember them right now. <laughs> Uh, I'm going crazy with king snakes right now. Pairing king snakes is always exciting. I think I've sent multiple pictures to the group of Dayrai with a or Leonis with a snake head down their mouth. Super fun, dude. Those Super things sick. are freaking nuts. They're so fun. Uh, uh, no, that particular pair is just oh yeah, off the chain. They're so pretty. Last year they produced beautiful babies, but every single time I pair them while they're breeding, the female tries to eat the male. So I've got to <laughs> I've got to feed them. And pair them that night, or maybe the next morning. Maybe he's into uh, that. Who knows? <laughs> he's harder, harder. Joke me. Uh, but it's funny. She doesn't wrap him up. She just starts swallowing him. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, like, "Okay, sure." I, I sent a picture, and, and you know, I shouldn't be taking pictures of these things. I like, get. I know what I'm doing. This happens every time. And the snake's head is just all. If this is how I go. This is how I go. It is what and it then, is. And they're wrapped up down each other, and I'm just all, "Yeah, this is this is, this is such a stupid snake." Uh, <laughs> I had. That's what I had. I dealt with that with those the bimaculata pair. I did. You know, I thankfully happened to walk in the room while I was getting the grill started and was waiting on it to warm up to check on things. And she was same thing. Like she was in the process of eating him. And I'm like, what the hell? Like they've been cohab together for like a year and a half, two years. Yeah. No problems. And then all of a sudden, There's she's like, such yep, yep, I'm going to eat you. I had to separate them. And she had, she had him a good bit down, like maybe a, almost a third of the body was down the down the gullet and i mean they're both fine but 
I remember yeah. you saying that. Yeah. God, dude. I got JNI eggs due any day. Super excited for that. My favorite snakes. Uh, Northern Pines lock a few times. Uh, I've got Chinese Beauty eggs on the ground. They bred in high imbrumation. Yep, Super so, neat. Uh, uh, I have a few visual locks from my Baja Gophers, which is extremely exciting. Uh, this is year five, so my third year trying them. And uh, I think that's right. Yeah, tried them at three, tried them at four. This year they've – and you know what? Both times they locked up, it was raining, so I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. Pair them when it's raining. Uh, I mean, that makes sense given where they, you know, they don't see a lot yeah. of rainfall naturally. So I'm sure that's a very big sort of trigger for, for that. I love yeah. low pressure stuff systems moving in. Yep. And I try to get everybody in there. I don't, it's, I was racing one day. I just happened to be feeding. It was a feeding day. I, yeah. I split everybody up. And here come the clouds in. I'm like, all right, just hurry yeah. up and get it swallowed down. You guys are going back in. Yeah, it's it's nice. We've had weird weather this year too. It, it was ninety six degrees, then thirty five the next mm -hmm. week, and it's been off and on. But for some reason, that's kicking off really good breeding action. Uh, I got uh, the reverse stripe male morum have been going at it. Uh, I haven't seen any locks, but I've definitely seen the the action from the two. Uh, they're pretty shy. Uh, Aberrant McBowen wild cots uh, and or male morum as well. Uh, kind of doing the same thing. And I've been tossing my albino female uh, emery in with the reverse stripe meal morum. So that's a huge project. I'm hoping goes off because if that happens, uh, we get to see something we've never seen before. You know, in a few, uh, obviously, a few years, three, five years, uh, we'll get to see some snakes that have, that have never been made, which is not, not like a world first thing because these aren't like... Step in the right direction. It, it's going to be really neat. Uh but that's that's I, I, oh lots of alterna lots of alterna locks alterna once they start shedding they start breeding it's really cool uh, so they're they're pretty predictable uh, lots of leonis locks I think I have how many leonis show. pairs did you have going this year I had four pairs going and I have three confirmed locks uh, three pairs that have locked multiple times gotcha. uh, I have one female that's a Frank Reitz line uh, very high white milk snake phase and mm -hmm. for some reason she hasn't shed. And she just, there's no interest with any of the males. And I could put a male in with another female and he'll lock up like that. And then I could put him in with her and they don't even pay attention to her. I have probed her. She is female. That's what I had to do with that one beefer corn, man. Like, couldn't tell if it was male or female. Shed mm -hmm. look female, probe male. So I put it in with a boy. No real reaction. This is before everyone had their sheds after cooling. Yeah. And so then I was like, okay, so I put in uh, another female in case it was a male, no reaction. And then it finally shed and I put in a male and no, no reaction. It was a smaller male and he just freaked yeah. out and was like, get away from me. And then I put in that, that ladies Island female and he was like, oh, so it's a boy. Yeah. I think I need to maybe do oh. that uh, with this girl, uh, throw her in before they, the before they could lock. I separated them, but yeah. Um, oh, also, I got a beautiful, I got a killer super salmon snow tessera uh, from Jeff Bong this year, early in the year. And uh, she's... I forgot about that. She's gorgeous. Oh, mm -hmm. she's gorgeous. And she's she's big enough. You know, she's, she's be a small female, but uh, she shed. And I was just messing with her, taking a picture. And I was like, oh, man, you're ovulating. So I threw in this tiny little male uh, JMG strawberry. Uh, it's actually strawberry uh, snow. Um, so he's got red factor and strawberry, real pretty, real clean. 
and I throw them in with their dude. They boom lock. So they've had like three locks already. So that might happen, which is which is exciting because that's a that's a cool snake to produce. It's so bizarre. I don't really see locks from like my corns and the bears and stuff. Like sometimes yeah. I'll hear something going on, but in terms of like visually opening a tub and seeing locks, I have yet to do that. Like the Dion's and stuff, it was like immediate when I when I bred those. Um, you know the chondros. You can definitely tell the male's trying, but they're also out in plain view the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the corns and stuff, like I've never, I've always put them together and just left them together, and then as soon as yeah. I saw the females grab it, pulled her or pulled him. But I've never, think, never seen locks from them. I think I got that king snake mentality where I'm like check them every few minutes, <laughs> and, and so I'm always checking everything <laughs> at the same time. Uh, oh, I, my my uh, Baja California kings, my conjuncta uh, bred for 26 hours. Huge shout out to the male, uh, Lucifer. He is a giant piece of shit. The female is as well. Um, but 26 hours of sex, I'm just absolutely amazed. I am so Gotta proud be coming of up some kind of a record. Dude, like literally, but I took I took the male out and he was like, just lamp. He was like, <laughs> I just set him, I set him in his tub and he was just like, flop, just flop back down. And I was like, my man, I feel you, dog. I, I, I freaked man. out one year with a, with Cal Kings. They, they were locked up for like 23 plus hours. I'm like, man, yeah. he's stuck. He's stuck yeah, in there. There's no way. Up. So I, I was like, I went and got sugar water. I'm like, man, this ain't right, dude. This yeah. <laughs> dude, and and it's like, what are you doing? Why are you taking me away? Like, what? Are, yeah, I know. Dude, and you're immediately cleaning that tub because there is semen everywhere. It is fucking <laughs> everywhere. It's on the roof. It's on the sides of the tub. It's all over everything. Like a 14-year-old who just discovered the internet. I swear. <laughs> it's so weird. And, and and some of them don't do that, right? Like I've had you know, all, all my Mex- Mexicana stuff breeds for like two seconds. They lock up immediately, and then they go to each other's their own sides. It's all business. It's all business. <laughs> Very transactional. Yeah. Uh, those uh, Eastern Black Kings I had uh, that uh, Bill Bradley has now uh, did the same thing. It bred for just all night, all night long. You know, eight, I thought I was like, "Wow, eight hours is just insane." And then mm, these two, and I know they're done breeding uh, because they're eating again. Because usually they won't eat while they're wanting to breed, and then I can actually hold them. It's really cool. Like they don't try to bite me. And now every time I open up their tubs, they're uh, flying out with their it, mouth open like a fucking sandworm. Their bloodthirst is curbed. By the uh, the drive for procreation, yeah. so yeah. Uh, Justin, what do you got? What do you got going? Um, the ghost tessera is gravid and on the sort of tail end of a prelay shed. It looks like um, she was the one that I paired with the blood red pied male. Um, and then the Ladies Island female that I paired the Castagna Motley male to, she also seems gravid and isn't a prelay. She doesn't seem to be as far along as the Ghost Tessera girl, but she's also bigger than her. So I think maybe I just, it doesn't feel as obvious as it does on the, on the Ghost Girl, but yeah. Um, those are good. And then I put rhinos together. Awesome. Uh, the male has been given it his all. I don't. I haven't seen anything from them either. I think she like goes and hides in the water bowl, and he follows her. And so I'll just walk in, and they'll both be just be sitting in the water bowl with their heads poking out. <laughs> I don't know if he's gotten the job done or not. Um, I'd imagine he would, given he has, given how persistent he's been. So we'll see there. Uh, and then thought about putting Dion's together. 
I don't know if I'm, I don't think I'm going to do those this year, but. Oh, Loma Alta. I put a Loma Alta Bairds mm. with the male hypo. I know he tried. I think I felt some sort of either follicles or, or eggs in the works. So nice. That'll be good. And I think that's it. It's going to be kind of a slow, slow, small, a short, short, se- a smaller season. That's that's not a bad thing. This season's going to be smaller for me than it was last year. Uh, last year was too much. I, I bred a lot of pits, mm-hmm. and uh, so this year I didn't do black pines. I didn't do gophers. Didn't do bull snakes. So well, I got that other male castanya from from Kasiki. That you know he's not Molly. He's just he's just a castanya. Yeah. Um, and I was really wanting to pair him to the ladies' island female, just because I didn't want Motley or anything like any. I didn't want anything else in there. I just wanted Castania. And I don't know what hats were in there. I think, I don't think Mike said he either knew or there weren't any. I don't know for sure. I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look, but um, since he's, you know, he came in recently and having the same issue that I had with the, the pides and stuff after they came in and breeding them and the male having issues, I, I listened to the tiny Chris Payne shab in the back of my head saying, do it next year. Yeah. And uh, females, so. no problem. I don't know what it is. You ship a fee. I could ship you a, ovulating female if she's if she's looking good pair her up they'll be fine males just it just doesn't work and, and i don't I, I don't have anything to stand by on that and why it is but i've heard it from multiple people and it's just mm-hmm. a weird thing I, I don't i don't know why maybe i'm sure there's isolated incidents where it's not where it's fine right like i ship you a male bring him all day he's fine uh but everybody that's like oh my male bred my females i'll ship him i'll ship you my male and he'll go to their facility or whatever and literally will, either won't breed or infertile eggs. Uh, maybe That's I, odd. I mean, yeah, because a lot of times you can take a snake for a ride if he's not breeding. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Take it for, yeah. Take it for this just ride. seems to be like long distance, though. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder if, yeah, uh, barometric pressure, uh, humidity levels, or just being, you know, they, they have some level of territory, right? And, and maybe they just don't feel like it's a safe territory. I don't know. It's so weird. Uh but females are always fun. Uh, ovulating female, well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I've, it's I've heard of people shipping egg, snake eggs, like corn snake eggs, and they're fine. So, you know, no problem. The eggs will hatch. Mm. But for some reason, males don't always do well. There's, and like I said, there's got to be instances, and maybe my experience has just been what my experience is, and, and a few others have been similar. But it's a weird thing. Yeah. I don't know. He, uh, if that other Beaufort corn that I didn't know, which, you know, if it was a boy or a girl until recently, if that ended up being a female, I would have definitely paired. Um, what was I planning to do there? That little, I had a smaller, the same young het sun male mm-hmm. that I have. Mm-hmm was going to go to her if it was a her. And that was one of the ones that I used to test to see if it was a male or female. And as soon as I put him in with that corn, he was trying to get as far away from him as possible, which was interesting because I have, you know, you normally you put male corns together like that and you don't really see any issues or or anything like that. But like, it was like, as soon as he figured out what was happening, he was like, hell no, man. You know, so that would have been a really nice pair. Yeah, he's. Uh, I've got plenty of stuff lined up for that that younger male, um, you know, in the coming years. I just figured with the really nice contrast and and super dark saddles of that Beaufort animal with 
you know, he has that sort of similar phenotype, but, you know, isn't even close to like locality and, and wild type in terms of that stuff. But it just, it would be a good combination. So that you was got a that plan. little, uh, you got a little male caramel sun kissed stripe, right? Little honey stripe. I have a honey tessera. And then I have the honey stripe as a female. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll it's say supposed to be a female. I don't know. I need to double check because I, I was looking at the tail last time I had it out. And I'm like, that seems awfully long. That they, that should be coming to size, right? Uh, Yeah. If that's a pair, then they'll definitely be ready by next year, by next season, for sure. My uh, honey tessera from JT. Uh, he could have gone this year, uh, but I used my caramel. Damn it, my brain. Yeah, my caramel from him also same dad they're all children of hannibal uh but at losing that female last year i was like well i want to give him one more go uh to my to my honey female uh just to get one more clutch from him see if i can get another caramel similar to that to that female i had she was god I, I just a single single gene caramel uh with that miami lineage uh you know potentially head center right like we know that head center kind of can can kick off a, a specific look but she was just a gorgeous snake uh, unappreciated for sure because it's you know they kind of come out looking like poopers, uh, but so I wanted to get one more chance to get another one of those so I can hold her back and I actually I held a female back from them last year so it's kind of funny I might have two females have held another one back this year but you know you got you got to hold them all back right you just got to hold them all back <laughs> uh, so anybody listening I have a female het diffused het charcoal classic that is one of the coolest looking snakes i held it back i'm not going to keep her she's you know somebody wants her she is five dollars plus shipping um i i was looking for a home for her for the at the reptile show and i wasn't selling her i was going to give her to a kid and i literally like gave her to a kid and the kid was like so stoked and like his parents were like gonna go buy all the stuff and they were like okay we're gonna go buy all the stuff come back and grab her and uh they came back and they were like oh it's, it's a little too much right now and i was like that totally understand i gave my card I, but i never heard back from them so i feel bad uh, but yeah, so I have a little girl that just needs a home. So that happens. Eric had that whole batch. I think last time we talked to him, he had that batch of just classics or wild types, whatever you want to call them. And yeah. there were, there was majority of those look really, really, really good. A classic corsake is really hard to beat. Good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Eric, I got that male honey from you last year. I don't, you know, you sent. I got three snakes from you, and you know yeah, the, yeah. the the lavender charcoal. Uh, the mystery diffused. boy. No, no, I got the lavender charcoal diffused. Oh yeah, yeah right, right, girl. Right. She's awesome. And then that mystery boy, he's getting super light, real light. He's lighter than any other charcoal that I have that's similar age. That charcoals I held back last year, so he's real cool looking. But that male honey you sent me, it's a badass snake, man his head is just like completely pale and he's starting to get all that perfect creamy yellow cool. uh, and every, every shed. I, I think I shared a picture a while back, every shed. Oh my God, dude, you so honeys are so damn good. Yeah, and That's from, are. that's from that one, uh, male you have that like just insane looking, uh, I think it's just sun kissed head caramel. Bam sure. Bam. You, yeah. You sent me a picture of him. Yeah. More than likely probably him. Yeah, I was going through my holdbacks uh, the other day. I was going to try to get a picture of everybody because out of, I think I held back like 41 from last year. My man. And like 
What is it? Dozen, 13 of them are all sun-kissed Miami sun-kissed stuff. Like, you, you just posted some like, sun-kissed Miami's. And those things are killer. They're killer. And, and I know those are only going to get better looking because if they look that good. They are I, getting better looking. Oh, I, my I got, God. I got a bunch of them still for sale and stuff. And it's like I'm looking at them. I'm like, you guys don't sell. I don't care. I Yeah, What's you the, just posted some on, on Morph Market. They're beautiful. What's the, the sort of the process because you periodically release stuff that you had planned as holdbacks like what do you is it as things shed and you're kind of seeing which direction they're going that you decide that it's something you want to move kind of like we were talking about earlier it's just like where am i going to put this at do i mean this do i really really need this one too because every time i do holdbacks and that's like one of those things where i i you know i think i said it last time too like i should hold back more than i do but to me a holdback is like something that i'm definitely stands out that i really really want to see long term like hold on to like planning to hold on to it basically forever like it's not gonna go anywhere and i try to get better about you know well if it stands out it looks a little different hold on to it for a couple months whatever see what happens so i don't know like i see you you know you post some of the holdbacks and stuff you release it's just like okay if that's the stuff he's releasing then the stuff he's holding on to must be really nice a little bit better yeah, no, I know. I tried. I tried. Uh, I got this caramel stripe, and there's something else that's going on with it. Oh, is that the one that you had at Perfect Tinley? stripes. Yeah, I took it to Tinley, and I went. I went. I marked it up. I'm like, it sells. It sells. Because it it's like so ah. nice. It's like, do I want to hang on to that and try to carry that on? Make more. Or yeah, or just I don't have time and room, so out you go. It, it's I, I I'm with you. Like I I try to hold back extra, right? Like I hold back a couple things that are interesting. Uh, I think I did kind of mess up a little bit last year where I sent Justin like 21 snakes, and there's a couple in there where I was like, I, I forgive you. I might have got a couple of those. Uh, some some of those that like I have that Ultramel, uh, the Snow Tramel, uh, Red Red Factor, uh, boy that I've held on to. That y'all have kind of seen progress pictures. He's like Vanishing Stripe. He's kind of turning this really weird purple-looking snake. And they're going to go through that ontogenic change. Like, it's going to happen, right? He's going to look different at different times. But I sent I sent Justin a couple of the Ultramel Snow... Wait, Ultramel Annery Hypo uh, Stripes. And, dude, some of those are looking... Some of them are heads. Yeah, some of them are the heads. But I sent you one. Oh, my God, those are looking killer. And, and it's like... So, yeah, it's... It, dude, the whole back thing's weird. Because I've, I've I sold some holdbacks this year at the reptile at the last show I did, uh, because I I sold a sold a two year old holdback male, uh, because I kind of started looking at it and I started like like Eric's talking about looking at the collection just being like okay, you know what you've kind of you're kind of proving yourself redundant now, uh, and 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 then I also my first two years held back everything I held back was tessera, which I love tessera, but then I started doing the math and I was like okay I only held back tesseras my first two years so I, <laughs> for, I guess I've been four or five years of corn snakes. Uh, my first year I didn't hold back anything. I only had one or two clutches. Second year I held back only tesseras. Some of those are breeding now. Uh, and then that stripe boy somewhere along the line, I don't know. I'm, I, the, the, the years are getting confused, but I held back a ton of tesseras. I kind of looked at it and I was like, Holy shit, I'm only going to produce tesseras. Like I already <laughs> have tessera males. Now I've got more tessera females. So I, I need to I need to hold back. This year I'm not holding back. I don't think any Tesseras unless something really catches my eye. Uh, well, I do have a chance of producing 
a AML Motley Tessera, which I will hold back. Now, I might not hold back a male of that, or I may hold back a male of that, but I have Ultramel Motley Tesseras, which I really like that. It's kind of like the, I call them super stripes sometimes. It's not a real name, but they have that just perfect stripe. And uh, I want an AML of that because I still love just AML corn snakes. It's, they're, they're great. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of, we'll kind of see there. Uh, but yeah, the, the whole back thing's so hard because it's tough. You can't keep them all, but you want to keep these to raise them up for a little <laughs> bit. And then like, I think, I think this year I'm like everything I produce, I just want to keep everything and give everything else away. Cause I kind of don't want to deal with human beings anymore <laughs> on, on a, on a financial level. Uh, and so I got to find somebody to sell my snakes for me. I'm just going to say, I'm just, I'm just going to send any more snakes this year. You and, you and, uh, uh, Horvath are just getting boxes of snakes this year. And See, that's the problem is like corns. I I will not say no to. If it was like more, someone was like, "Oh, you want some more Jansen?" I'd probably still take them, but those require so much more space. Yeah, but corns, I'm like, nah, I can work with that. I can, I can make <laughs> that work. Fit a couple in there. We can cohab females. Be all right. It's a it's a, it's a tough it's a tough math equation, and it's. Well, that was something too that I asked in the group chat, you know, two weeks ago or so. Was like, if you're focusing on a particular project, be it line breeding or a particular morph, you know, sort of the example being the Ladies Island stuff, and then like the Castagna stuff. Like, how many? Ideally, how many should should you hold back if you're trying to see something through long term? Like, what's yeah. the ideal sort of ratio? Like, normally I try to hold on to like a pair, but then. I always go 2.3. I don't know if that's really 2.2. Yeah, is good, that's yeah. that's why I'm wondering if 2.2 is better just because the odds of something, you know, being missexed or or whatever um, I don't know, it's just like it, it sounds great and all and then you realize like that's this many more mouths to feed long term. Yeah. But I remember Roy, Roy, I also don't want saying to, he's the whole back 8.8. 8.8. 8. 8. Yeah. I remember he said that like, Jesus, oh my gosh, whole, dude! It's like a whole clutch. Yeah. yeah. If you know, but also with holdbacks, if if my if my Baja Gophers do go this year, I, I'm probably going to keep most, if not all of them. Maybe you know, Eric, you want one? I know you've got you've got some already. Uh, but you it's got like, one. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I'll you know, if you need a male, maybe I'll get you a male. If you need a female, I'll get you a female. But it's female. like, <laughs> it's so hard. And they have small clutches, right? They have clutches of like four to six eggs. Uh, so it's like, oh, well, I kind of want to keep them all because what if something happens to the two I have? Right. Like literally, they're just never available. Uh, right. My, re my reverse stripe Melamorum goes to that albino uh, female. If that if that happens, right, if I get eggs, you know, fingers crossed, um, I, I don't think I'm getting rid of any of them, right? Like maybe – if I if I get a couple poopers that come out that really don't show that the expression of but it, it, they all carry those genetics right they all have that reverse stripe genetics they all have the AML they'll obviously all be head AML and it's like you know if if I get a handful of eggs out of them I don't so you know it's those projects that you really you've been raising up you've been buying animals for those projects and it sucks like with with that particular group uh, I don't think John's producing anymore of the reverse stripe milmorum. Mm -hmm. So they literally don't exist without a, with the exception of a couple a handful of people that have them. Uh, Amel Emery, I do pop up. Uh, and I, I actually have redundant females. I have a, I have a, uh, a head Amel female 
and I have a AML chocolate female. So I have redundant females, but I don't have any more reverse stripe males, right? They just, and they're not going to be made anymore. Uh, so everything, I, I have to be conscious of that if I ever want to see that come to fruition. Um, whereas, you know, maybe, you know, I've got my really pretty uh, Northern Pines. They're some of my favorite snakes. I'm not keeping any of them, right? I, I, I know that my pair is special. I know that I could lose one of those animals any day. It could happen right now. I could go in my room right now and they could, one or both could be dead. This is a thing that happens. Uh, but I could replace them if I really wanted to. And I don't know if I'd ever get any more. Uh, talk about a six, seven foot snake that I actually literally while painting in my room yesterday, watched one shit so much it shit out the vents <laughs> of the tub uh, onto the floor. Uh, it was, it, it was, it was spectacular. It was amazing. Right. But I don't, you know, I don't need a, a, another pair of those. Uh, I can enjoy those snakes for the rest of their lives. Uh, they'll never go anywhere. Um, uh, but Jan, I, I've held a pair back every year, uh, because I want to focus in on that stripe project that I have. Where's a bunch of stripes. I don't fucking know. I don't like stripes. I'm not Billy Hunt. Uh, but I produced that stripe Jan, I, and then last year I produced a male that was kind of striped. And now I'm just like, well, anything that comes out that even looks like this, I'm just going to keep on in this group. And I've bought many more. Jenna. Uh, so yeah, Justin, I think you're, it's such a, it's a, it's a great question, but it's a hard answer. Uh, and I think Eric's answer is good too. Uh, and I think my answer is probably a little bit similar uh, how, how important is that project and, and how much are you working towards on that project kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And what it, well, what initially got me thinking about the whole thing was Mutton was on NPR not that long ago, you know, talking about line breeding and projects and things like that. And he holds back a lot. I think pretty much as much as what's feasible yeah. with however many in a clutch you're given, you know, what actually goes and hatches and, and goes the distance and stuff. And, you know, I think he mentioned something along the lines of how can you sort of really pursue a line if you're not holding on enough animals to kind of see what, right. what the spread is, you yeah. know? And so that's like with the ladies Island stuff in particular, this is sort of what I have in mind in terms yeah. of what I'm thinking. Um, Cause I didn't, I'm not doing any, any locality stuff this year, like pure locality stuff, but I am planning uh, next year to pair a male back to the female. And so then that's kind of the question of like, do I hold on to half? And I mean, we're talking about holdbacks in over a year from now, you know, it's yeah. kind of ridiculous. To Still got to breed them and all that. Yeah. Really strap. Right. But I don't know. Cause even with the Castagna stuff, like with the Castagna Molly to that lady's own female, um, seeing sort of what comes from that down the line in the next, you know, in two generations or whatever. It's like, do I hold on to a bunch of them? Do I hold on to just sort of the standouts? It just, I don't know. It's not like the Dion's where it was like, they all, all the babies kind of look like clones. Like you're not, there's not really anything other than a Dion's happening. Yeah. Uh, if that makes sense. No, that, that's that's like my northern pines, right? Like you're yeah, you're making yeah. more of the same. Uh, it's a it's sadly I fucking hate saying this, and, and excuse me to the people that are going maybe offended by this. It's a replaceable animal, right? This is something that doesn't not exist in the hobby. They're a bit rarer, uh, they're a bit less common. Uh, definitely the northern pines, 
but it's like if I want to continue, what what is what is the project, right? Like, right. What is, it's what not is carrying the, anything in yeah. particular that you're trying to build upon. Yeah, you're not getting rid of the animals. You enjoy the right. hell out of them. You you right. love them, but it's also you know black pines. I didn't breed black pines this year. I didn't even brumate them. Female was a little small, but even then, it's mm-hmm. kind of like also don't need to breed them, right? I, I did that last year. Uh, they're demons. I love it. <laughs> um, you just don't but, see variation like you do in in other stuff. Yeah, and, and on those, I went out of my way to get the two best-looking, absolute blackest animals I could find. So I'm not, like, breeding for better black, right? I'm not mm-hmm. – I I am not going to refine that anymore, not getting rid of the animals. I love them. But there's nothing – two, three, four, five, it's six. kind of like, like palmettos. Yeah. Like, how much whiter can you get it? <laughs> well, that's actually a good question, Justin. How much – I mean – Leucistics. <clears throat> yeah. Well, How much wider can you get it? My leucistic pine snakes. I cannot wait to breed them next year. If they go, they'll hit. They'll be at that four year mark. I can't wait to produce them. I don't think I'm holding any back. I, right. I don't. I don't. Hell, I don't. You know. Don't think they're. Don't even know that they're breeding. I won't even say that they are. But uh, that doesn't mean that two, three, four, or five years, six years, ten years down the road, I'll breed them and be like, you know what? It's it's time to hold a male back. It's time to hold a female back. And I'll have to. I'll outcross mm-hmm. this. I'll find another animal to pair this animal to, uh, so that I can, so I know that I'm also retaining the genetics in my collection. Uh, and maybe I've been looking at it, at it from the wrong angle in terms of how I've done it now, where I've held back at least a pair because that was pretty much entirely for the sake of like having more animals to rely on in case anything happens yeah. to what is, what is currently there. Yeah. Like obviously wanting to have things to be able to tie in and keep it going later, but not holding back a ton of stuff, but basically saying like, okay, I have a male and a female. These are sort of backups more or less in yeah. case something happens. Yeah. And it's not a bad idea to have backups. That's another thing. It's when does a hold, hold back not become part of a project, but more of a backup to what you've already got. And I, and I've got a couple things mm-hmm. that I've held back just because I'm like, all right, well, if I ever lose the male or a female, now I have another one, whether I breed them or not. Uh, it's also like, let's define the project. What is the end goal? And we know that we're all patient, right? We have to be patient in this hobby. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's ingrained in what we do, uh, which is one thing new people kind of don't realize. Um, but what define the project last year, we did well, something. That's, their, that's the, the issue. Like yeah. with the ladies Island stuff. I don't know what's going to happen when I pair back. <laughs> and like, that's the, you know, no idea. Like, and, com- yeah completely flying blind on the whole thing like Those don't know what, what happened back to so. each other that's badass i'm gonna get a big surprise one thing i'm really excited about that me and justin did last year was the uh ghost tester a girl to the uh ladies island wild cop dude board. the holdbacks i have from that are just dude, getting better and better that girl i got amazing that is such a badass snake every time i look at him every time she sheds i'm just like holy shit holy shit those, and now, like those darker tones are just getting this nice burgundy, like garnet maroon, yeah. just really nice, deep, dark red. And the thing I'm the most excited about isn't carrying on the anery or hypogenes. It's taking that tessera back to the F1 yeah. mail you sent me. Let's make a whole clutch of these things, yeah. right? Then let's start defining what we're going to do with them. And that's, that's going to be cool. That's going to be that's where you really start seeing neat stuff. And, and man, I kind of, I kind of want to try to get buff or maybe, uh, 
maybe like a maybe like a red coat or something in there and or red factor excuse me and let's let's start let's start adding in some more things we can see in that first generation and let's let's see what happens so oh sun kissed oh oh justin sun kissed right am i right uh so eric we're talking about a bunch of things we're we're, we're looking at what are some projects you're just super excited about this year some some pairs you're excited about um i got a ton of castani stuff yes coming huh. going and yeah it's just i think i'm gonna have like about 40 some odd castani to hold back which year. <laughs> which yes, is sir. funny because when i asked you about them i think towards the end of last year you were like yeah i don't plan on doing much with castania it was i think you were you had like maybe a mail to something else that wasn't castania like a bunch of hats i think were, were sort of in the original plan right and uh yeah, I'll be making yeah. a bunch of hats. That's what everything's going to be this year, for the most part. I'm really amazed that Mandarin isn't more popular. Oh, I, 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 I mean, just it. for a 2G yeah. animal, yeah, they're, man, they're, they're awesome. They're straight up one of the best 2G. Like, because uh, Mandarins and Honeys are like, I don't, right. you know what I mean? Like, what's... I really want to do the Castani stuff because you don't. There's nothing out there. I've seen Castani Sunkiss, Castani uh, mm-hmm. Caramels. It's like, but so I got Castani uh, going to uh, Cinder Lava. Oh, I gotta, go my, gotta get my book out here. Figure out everything I got down, but uh, yeah. Thanks, bud. Castani yeah. Lavas. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. I haven't Kistani seen Lavas. I haven't seen a lot of anything, really. But Owen pairing up that pair that made that Vanishing Stripe. Doing that one again and see what the heck comes out of that this year, too. Hopefully more. Oh, I know. Hopefully more, because everybody wants one of those things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which is so... Now, I have to say, it's kind of funny because it's like just a gray snake, right? Like, right. You you would think this would be the one thing everybody's like, ah, that's kind of boring, but it's so different that it's exciting. It's 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 cool. It's a cool snake. Yeah. Now I've got a female uh, sender vanishing stripe too. Looks almost identical, but just it's lighter. You know, lighter. Yeah. Gray. Cinder's mm-hmm. neat. I think there's. I think there's also cinder's been around for a long time. There's a little bit of work we can do with cinder plugging into some things that that will make some cool animals. Let me see here. I brought my book with me, so I make sure it's down the up and up. But yeah, I got a lot of stuff going to Castani this year just to see what happens. Yeah, you posted some of the pairings and stuff on Facebook, man. There was a couple that I was like just drooling over. Yeah. I didn't bring my hopefully my girls all my girls will be able to go double clutch. That will help out tremendously. But if not, we'll just start again next year. Yeah. That patience thing. <laughs> Dude, the the Mandarins. I'm stuck on thinking about mandarins right now. What okay, so what happens when you take a mandarin and put cinder in it? Or or not even the castani yeah, castani peppermints yeah <laughs> what does that even do did you just get a more white snake right that's kind of where i, where, yeah, I know. You know 
we got to be a little conscious of that when we're looking at some of these combos because it's like, are we just making more bass bait? Which we, we can, right? You know, you you get a few combos and it's like, ah, that's kind of kind of comes out as like a white snake with red eyes, and that's cool. It's a badass snake. Uh, you know, some of your blizzard stuff's already out there, and, and some of your snow combos kind of do that. But where where does the what what does the Castania Cinder do? What does a Mandarin Cinder do? I, right. I don't I don't know if it's been seen. I'm sure it's out there, right? These these genes have been around for a while, but uh, that's a that's a cool one to work for. And, and then start throwing in pattern mutations, whether it's Motley Strike, uh, throwing some Tessera. I know you don't work too much on the Tessera. Uh, I got some Tessera, but it's for for me. I love Tessera. I love Tessera, but I, it, I, I was one of those loving it. Yeah, and then. I, I can know, understand why people wouldn't after a point, like because it's very easy to overdo it and it right over everything, you know. It's so. It's not like red. Like if we look at the other genes in that same kind of realm, it's not like buff. It's not like uh, red factor. It's so defining to the animal. Once you put tessera in, and like certain things, you just can't see with tessera. But it kind of, and I'm not talking down about it. I have a lot of tester. I love my testers, right? Like I love them. Uh, but it, it, it's it. If you produce a lot of testers, and then start pairing your testers back, you produce a lot more testers. And, and so, like this year, I'm going to produce a lot of tester, uh, just because that's that's the males I have. It's the males I started with. That's the males I've I've held back. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of a. God, I love Tessera and Motley though. I love Tessera and Stripe. I love what those things do together. When when you start comboing those those uh, the 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 pattern mutations, I think that's just badass. Tessera's like soy sauce. A little bit goes a long way. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think, I think right. a couple of years ago, I, I ended up with like I don't know 50 Amel Tesseras. And I think that's what did it for me. I was like, <laughs> yeah, dang, I couldn't give them things away, you know. Yeah. And I'm I, I love Tessera. Like yeah, I, I, I don't have any. I, I think it's awesome, but I can totally understand why, you know, JT and and other guys are kind of like, I want very limited amounts of it or none of it yeah. at all because it just right. like, once it's there, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's there, it's there. You know, I, it took me three years to produce a pewter, which just fucking freaked me out. But I also produced two Tessera pewters last year, uh, which God, what a damn good looking animal uh and that's you know i i love pewter i i i again a two gene animal that's just such an easy thing to find make they're not super expensive and god they look good uh they're they're uh you know, I'm, I'm i'm saying this while i'm making a whole bunch this year but uh and i think tesla pewters are ah, they're 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 great so that's kind of the plan I want to do with that sun-kissed annery. I want to get diffused blood red into that. Oof. Just picture that. Yeah. Silver snake with white sides down this. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think I've seen a sun-kissed annery that I did not like. They're so bad. Yeah. I don't think it exists. Like, they're all just smoking. The, uh, the sun-kissed snows you got, Eric. Mm-hmm. Oh, them things. I, they just keep getting better and better. Yeah. I, finally, I, I don't. I, every time I see that you still have some available, I'm like, do it is now is now the time? Do I do these? I think or, I'm done. I think I'm done with all of them because I told myself I was like, I had there was two males I was looking at, and I'm like, whoever doesn't sell, I'm probably going to hang on to. Yeah, so I, I hung on to a female, and uh, yeah, 
But they got I, that red factor in there too. So I mean, these things are just getting they're crazy looking as time goes by. I I love how what is what does the red factor do with snow? Like, what is it? This makes it more pink. That's okay. how you get your salmon snows. Like your, right. your old salmon snows, your coral snows, snow. all that stuff. Yeah. And then the sun kissed and the red factor almost contrast each other where you get kind of the pattern diffusing. You get the crazy yellow that kind of comes in inherently right. with the sun kissed. And then you still have a pink snake. You got it. Yeah. Uh, That's what's so badass about those things because they're pink and they got this ton of yellow coming through too. It's like, dang. Yeah, and it's funny. I'm working with this like yellow neck line. I call it a line. It's not a line, but these animals that I'm like working on making more of. Yeah, I've seen that one you showed pictures of. Yeah, and it's so funny that those animals are still not going to look as good as the sun kiss version of them because I see adults that are sun kissed and I'm like, my shit doesn't look like that. Mine because mine are definitely not sun kissed. They're not head sun kissed. Uh, and it, it's kind of funny that I'm like I'm I'm kind of like line breeding for a look that is already available that's actually better <laughs> and so ah, what do we do we we, we 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 make these ideas in our mind and we push through to make them happen and it's uh but justin you have one of those kind of yellow head things and i don't know dude i am so excited to so we're looking wait, you're talking which one are you talking about that annery yeah that annery yeah he's, he's from yeah. that same i cannot wait to see what we end up doing with that that man. That was the last time I did that pair, so I did that pair again this year. Uh, which is just like the most unassuming looking snakes. Like if you looked at dad and you looked at the yeah. mom, you'd be like, They don't but the babies don't look like that. And they don't get it until like a year comes on, but then they just look I don't know. It, it, there's there's something missing in there, and I don't know if it's buff. And and some of my stock mm-hmm. came from SMR stuff uh from years ago, and I know Don worked a lot with buff. Um and I don't know if that's what's going on. That's a buff animal because only some of them get it, but you don't see it as babies. And I know that a buff ain't it. Ooh, almost said anary. We've been corrected. It's anary. Uh, I don't know if uh, if the buff anaries look like that uh, as babies. I don't. I don't know what they look like. I don't know what I'm looking for. So, sure, it exists. Uh, um, but but See, I don't know. That, I feel like Buff's another one, kind of like Castagna, where it didn't really, kind of got glossed over. Yeah. And Eric, do you work with any Buff stuff? Buff stuff. No. Other than no. yourself, <laughs> love the fitness, <laughs> love the pictures. Let's go. Uh, Buff is a Buff is a weird one. And I had like, uh, I had a Buff from Don a while back. With a buff uh, oak tea, RO, and it was just like, I, it's like, no, nah, I don't want. I, it's one of those things. I got way too much. I don't want to <laughs> dive into yeah. one more thing. Is isn't it so weird that we find these little micro collections within our collections? It's like <laughs> you start adding stuff, and you're like, maybe, maybe not, maybe not. Like I, I had, I got that reverse oak tea girl, and I'm like really excited to see what she produces this year. But I had this kind of really high red. I think he he may be a red factor, uh, Tessera that I had held back, and I'm kind of looking at him and I'm like, man, I kind of don't want to pair you to this girl, because I'm really excited to put Ultramel into that, and I love what Ultramel does with Reverse Ogatis, uh, and, and and that whole 
kind of genre. God, you see these, you know, Glenn Brooks post animals sometimes that are just insane. Yeah. And, and it's like, uh, burn your corneas if you don't yeah. you look at them too long. It's like staring at the sun. You know who's, uh, who's got some really killer reverse Okatee Ultramel stuff is Ken Deal works with a lot of that stuff. And uh, our, our buddy, uh, Matthew Morris, uh, actually works with a lot of Okatee lineage stuff. He's got some uh, uh, Red Zep uh, and Oven Texas shows. I don't think he ever posts them online. Uh, I, need to, I need to bug him about that, but he's produced some insane reverse Okatee Ultramels. God, what an animal. Uh, my, my problem that I've kind of come across with Ultramel is like making more without also having Amel in the books, right? If, if I'm pairing an Ultramel to something, like let's say I want to make, uh, I'd really like to make some Ultramel uh, diffused. Uh, so I have a, a, pied, uh, a pied blood red girl het charcoal and I have this Ultramel Motley Tessera male and I pair them together. Uh, you know, I'm going to get some Tesseras and some, some classics. My problem is now how do I make an Ultramel out of that? Because... <laughs> You got to hold them the all back. Yeah. And then you've got to bring them all together. And then you're going to have ultras, which kind of don't really register. And then you're going to have some, you know what I mean? Some AMLs. And then somewhere in there, you have the, a, a, a very, actually very, very small chance of making an ultramel, uh, regardless of how uh, ultramel is tough to, to, to kind of make from scratch, right? Uh, from Hets. Uh, that was, you know, finding out that my, my strike boy was Head Ultra, right? Which is kind of damning right like i wish he was head amel because i could take a head amel and put it to an ultramel and i could get ultramels and amels but taking a head ultra to anything i'm either going to get ultras or i'm going to get uh, right. without amel or i'm going to get ultramels and it's so it's it's kind of a, a little bit of a conundrum that's a weird combination and gene to work with uh or gene combination i guess it's the right way to call it um so yeah i don't i don't know Kind of went on a tangent on that, but <laughs> I let everybody else work with Ultramels. <laughs> you, do you not have any Ultramel? I've got some gold dust stuff, mm -hmm. so I always end up with a little handful here and there. Yeah, and I've got uh, I do have that Ultramel uh, Annery. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That makes some snows and mm -hmm. stuff from her, but I don't go all out, all out. It's a uh, that that they kind of dip into one little thing I wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, on, on the idea of hybrids um, and, and, and where their place is uh, in kind of the corn snake hobby. Ultramel is a great place to start, right? right. We, we know that Ultramel is a hybrid. <laughs> I mean, we know Ultramel is a hybrid. Uh, I think it's so ingrained in the hobby that we don't really think about it. We're, these are hobby grade animals, right? These are things right. that are not going to be released back into the wild. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're not looking at locality. We're not making locality ultramels. Now, when we say Okatee ultramels or Miami ultramels, we're talking about the phenotype, not the locality. And, and people have to be understanding of that, right? Like, we're, we can't make a Red Zep uh, ultramel, right? Like, that inherently, uh, it's a deleterious thing, right? We cannot have a true Okatee animal. We cannot have a true locality animal show the ultramel uh, phenotype. So, Eric, where, where do you kind of fall on the spectrum of, of the hybrids in the hobby? Uh, well, I've got scaleless, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> according to the state of Illinois, you know, that's a native snake. That's a, yeah, that's, uh, that's. 
But you got with like with like Emory and stuff. You got to look back way back when they just thought Emory I was just the northern corn, northern yeah. version. You know, um, as far as hybrids and stuff like that, I look at it like I'm not into the corn the uh, corn kings yeah. stuff like that. I just like cross whatever, cross, right? No, you like it? That's fine. As far as uh, hybrids and stuff. They do it in the wild. I'm good. Yeah, uh, that's the way I look at it. For a long time, people were like, "Well, why are we worried about crossing Emory I and uh, Gutatas?" That's what they thought Slowinski I were. Right. That was the integrate zone. Right. Uh, I still think it is. Right. Oh, they say, I think well, so too. Well, they say Gutatas don't cross the Mississippi River. Uh, I don't like think the snakes true. don't swim. They're not yeah. supposed to be in Hawaii either. Uh, you know, we, we could we could probably back it up and say the whole Gutatis complex from uh, Intermontane or Intermontana uh, to Emory I to Milamorum to Slowinski I to Gutatis to what was Rosalie at one point, I think. All right. These are all kind of just the same animal. But then why are we conflicted? Right? Why is there that kind of I general, am. Right? It's tough. I don't I can't put my finger on it because like there is no reason to be conflicted on it because yes, it's just snakes in boxes. Exactly. Yeah, ultra males look cool. Ultras look cool. But for some reason, my like my brain just won't let me accept it for what it is. But if I take a biak <laughs> to a Waimea, that's different. How? Don't 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 you dare bring condors <laughs> into this. But if I have a, if I have it's a, not what we're talking about. We're talking about corns. But if I have a, a, a jungle jag azanthic, why is that different? Or a that is cross. That's the same. Oh, it's yeah. They got relumped, unlumped. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have a carpet python. I have a new chondros. Chondros. That's their special case. Okay. No, but like not. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like if I wanted emery eye, I'd get emery eye. If I wanted a corn, I'd get a corn. I there's just. I like the ultramel stuff that I have from you and I plan on holding on to some of it, but it, I'm kind of like, I'm sort of with Eric on it where it's like, I don't want to get too involved with it just because of the fact that to me, it's like, it is what it is. I don't know. Like I just, I'm a purist, but I'm not like a hardcore purist in that sense. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing with like the localities, like mixing localities and Bairds for me. Like that took me a while to kind of like, come to terms with i guess where it's yeah. like the alterna too perfect yeah. example you know it was like these are just generic alterna no one's gonna want them lo and behold those sold faster than any other alterna i had like people just wanted <laughs> an alterna so i'm like yeah okay so the like my my idea that there's people out there that are that are gonna find me and hang me because i mixed localities you know that that faded and then yeah just i don't know man i just it kills me because it's like i love corn snakes maybe it's because i'm not crazy about emory yeah maybe it's because it's just not i'm I, they do really not much for me like i understand how closely related they are and stuff but to me i'm just like they're brown they're they're snake uh well that wraps up this so, episode of corn stars guys i appreciate it <laughs> i don't know just knowing that that the ultramels like you, you like that that's in the mix yeah but then i also question it's like with all the breeding that's been done it's like how much emory is really left mm -hmm. right 
in that. Well, we know with scaleless, it's only a couple generations, right? Uh, in fact, you can't find a scaleless MRI. Uh, they don't exist. Um, I'm still trying to work on that with Zach Loafman. Okay. Really? I'm holding I got a ton of sheds. So I met. we met up at uh, October Tinley. Mm-hmm. I threw the cause was like, I know he's busy and stuff, but I'm like, hey, yeah. you want to do some DNA tests on some sheds? Yeah. Because like you, like you said, Chris, there isn't a scaleless MRI anywhere. Scaleless so, Texas rats everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And we know, we know from Don that the original scaleless animal that was found was MRI, and he never even bred scaleless MRI. He paired them straight to corn snakes. Because he's like, oh, man, this is, you know, and he, I mean, good for him. It worked, right? Like, he, he created a genre in this. He created a micro, uh, a, a micro genre within a, a genre and within a genre. Like, we got our Kaluber guys, then we have our corn snake guys, and then now we have our people that only want to work with Scaleless. Uh, and, and it's, you, you know, me personally in my collection, I have reverse right Melamorum. I'm pairing those to albino emrei. But literally a year and a half ago, two years ago, they were the same species. So is taxonomy just fake and we're overreacting? Or is taxonomy more important than we're realizing and we're underreacting? We're not uh, we're not doing no, enough. Taxonomy's taxonomy's fake. <laughs> so Well it changes all the time. That's what I Lokman even said thing. that. He's like doesn't even matter yeah, anymore. Yeah, I mean really it doesn't. Yeah. It's almost as common as saying a common name. It's like, Don't get attached. It's just going to change next back week. and forth all the time. It's like, ah, oh, man. So what you're saying is take my reverse stripe Neil Morum and put it into corn snakes, and we'll have a complete line of reverse stripe corn snakes for the first time ever, right? <laughs> all right. Y'all heard it here first. I think maybe part of the problem, too, is, is sort of the not like – not knowing how true the stories are of where these things came from, like the whole yeah. time coming from King Snakes yeah. thing. It's like you hear people say that's what happened, you hear people say that's not what happened, and so it's like, do I just believe what I want to believe? Like I don't I don't know. I, like there's no I don't have concrete evidence that it's one way or the other. And so I like I I it's in question to me. I mean I don't I think I've seen three, is, four or five generations of corn snake king snake hybrids, right? Uh, jungle corns. They are exceptional jungle. looking animals. You want to see some cool jungle corns? Get on the uh, European uh, morph market. If anybody just wants to see really good examples and holy crap, you will see some jungle corns that are just shockingly beautiful. I mean, they are. These are insane looking animals that if we, you know, how in the hell did you ever get a tessera that looked like a corn snake? Right? I, I still, I still to this day there's no way that Tessera came from King Snake just because there's a similar gene. And the Newport gene doesn't act like that. If you take the Newport gene and you put it to a, a, take a Newport gene animal and pair it to a banded animal, you don't get half bandeds and half Newports. You get mostly Newports and they are a plethora of different patterns that are on that Newport animal. Whereas if I take a Tessera to a wild caught corn snake, which we did last year, I didn't do it, Justin did it. We got half straight up striped animals now, there was some interesting diffusing in those patterns, but they are quintessential tesseras. They look like tesseras. Uh, there's, there's no question if they look like tesseras or not. Uh, they, they don't, you don't get what the Newport gene does. Also, every Newport gene animal has a solid striped tail with a chocolate ring right around the clo- cloaclea. Cloaclea? Cloaca? I don't know. Cloaclea. 
cloaclea uh they every single one every single one has the same tail pattern there that's that is like it, that's how you tell it's a newport gene and not just like a scissors crossing stripe uh so and i, I might be tangent thing here but like for there's there's no there's no king snake there there's not there's just none and then joe phelan a year ago sent me pictures of his tesseras breeding and he's got males that are biting the necks of the females and have faces that look like king snakes breeding and they're not breeding for 10 seconds like corn snakes do they're breeding for hours and hours and hours and i stop and i go holy shit i'm wrong about everything so <laughs> nice rant on that but uh you know, and, 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 and then that's also the other thing. Let's say we take an MRI, something like one of these reverse stripe or some of the, the very, really neat, uh, odd-looking aberrant. I like how you're saying all this hypothetically like you're not actually going to go do it. I mean, who says I haven't already done it? <laughs> what happens when you take a reverse stripe and pair uh, a genetic reverse stripe, which is a line bred trait, right? Like we, we've taken them, we've paired them to wild-caught snakes, and we know what it does. The first generation will start seeing aberrancies, and some will kind of look like it, and it'll vary. And we put it to Tessera. So now we have a reverse stripe and a dominant stripe. What's going on? What's happening? What happens, Justin? You tell me. You get not corn snakes. <laughs> but are we in the hobby-grade animals that we're looking at, or are we already at non-corn snakes? Ignorance is bliss. Right? Isn't it weird? Where are you at on it, Eric? I, if you like them, you like them. I, I don't have to like them. <laughs> Yeah, I just want my corn snakes to be corn snakes. Right. I don't know what it is. Like I said, I, mean, I can't I, put my finger on it. That's all I want. I'm kind of yeah. in your that, that boat there too. It's like uh, I'm cool with the scale of stuff. I'm cool yeah. with the ultra male stuff. Yeah. King corns, I don't jungle corns. I was like, yeah, they're cool looking. Yeah. But I, it's not for me. Yeah. I, I don't have any plans to try to actually go off on these ideas in my own collection, right? Like, this isn't something I'm joking around. Not joking. I'm just pointing fun at it. But it's like, are these possibilities still there to keep them within the same genus, uh, kind of within the same subspecies, kind of looking at thing, and expand on the hobby? Or is it going to be deleterious to the hobby? Is it? Is it a... And I, and I don't know if there's a good answer for it. I See, just the don't way, find... I think The way I think, too, now is like, all right, well, screw it. I'll try it. I'll take my just to do it. Find out. Yeah, take, like my Newport Cal King and throw it to one of my my corns. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, there was dude. <laughs> now I, we're I, back I, to the hold back situation. What do I yeah. hold back? <laughs> and then and then when you hold them back and you breed them back together, what happens? Do you get some that are more Cal King, some that are more corn snake? Right. And we're starting to really. Right. We're taking uh, you know a million genes and a million genes compounding them together and making a billion genes, right? I don't know if that's the right math. My degree in math is not I don't not know if that's right how now. that works, but uh, that's close enough. Yeah, right? Like we're making a billion combinations. P for plenty. Like, yeah, like uh, <laughs> a million times a million is, is, is like four, right? Like the answer is four, but we're, we're, we're doing a weird thing. But then we get into these kind of cross situations where we had like the albino uh, alternative that popped up last year, I think. And it's like, we, we know that doesn't exist because the it's guy that real. made- Yeah, the guy that made albino alterna sure as absolute fuck did not produce uh, six albino alterna in the same clutch that some were uh, also hypo, some were also leucistic, and this just popped up out of nowhere. Uh, and I'm not talking down about that guy, but I literally am. Um, that didn't happen. And then, like, literal actual doctors of genetics came on and were like, that's not possible. 
if you're producing the world's first albino, you're not getting a whole clutch of them. Um, you're going to get one, maybe two, right? Uh, and maybe if they continue to breed, you might get a couple, but you're not getting a literal clutch of them uh, or, or, or a, a most not of right, Yeah, not right off the rip. Yeah, that's not how albinism works. Uh, you know, you look at the people that produce the first black diamond. Excuse me. Uh, they produce like two, right? Like that math makes sense. Like you have multiple clutches. I think the female double clutch, and that's how they got two, right? Uh, and it's like, well, yeah, there's there's two or there's three, right? Like there's a couple, but it was like out of thirty two eggs. Right? Oh, okay, this looks like a new gene. This, your the math feels right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so I just, I don't, I've thought about, cause I've seen some like Baird's corns hybrids oh, they're cool. on the morph market and I could do that. I just, from the angle I see it, I don't, I don't really see what the point is. I think it's kind of a waste of resources in terms of the putting the female through that and everything just to see what it looks like and see what yeah. happens, you know, and then sort of the, the, same concern that a lot of Morelia guys have and stuff with, with crosses is like them being put out into the ether and who knows what's going to happen to them. Cause right. they're out of your hands, they're out of your hands. And then I feel like you kind of get the same thing down the line. I guess if you make enough of these things and you put them out into the world, yeah, you get the same situation that you get with Tessera's where it's like, well, we heard it came from this. And it's yeah. like, at some point it's not traceable anymore. Like there's no way to, to know exactly what's going on. I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. I've, I've thought about putting a Baird's to a corn just to see, especially like the Loma Alta stuff, but I'm like, I just don't. Because then it's like, I don't. I, I feel like the, the people who are interested in buying those is fairly slim anyways. And then I'm going to be stuck with a bunch of hybrids that I don't really have any interest in actually sort of pursuing. And it, I just, I don't see the, the point in putting in the effort when I yeah. can do that take that same female corn or whatever and, and put her to something that I'm much more invested in and, and yeah, it makes more point. sense. And it, it also like where and how does it take off? Right? Like, let's say we take a reverse stripe Emory eye and we pair it to a corn snake. We get some really neat stuff out of the first generation. Maybe we bring them back. We spend six, eight, nine years, you know, we, we make some really neat looking stuff. Okay. We're in the, the age of information. Right. Information mm-hmm. has never been easier and more accessible than it is now. Right. So you would think this is going to kind of happen like the scaleless thing. Right. Where the scaleless snakes blew up. They are amazing looking. Never going to say they're not. Uh, but we all know. Like we all it's kind of like that little, little asterisk on the baseball. Like we knew they were juicing. But we accepted <laughs> it because this was a really cool thing. And it, it, it did a similar thing as the ball python uh, craze. It brought people into the hobby. There are people that got into corn snakes because they saw a scaleless corn snake and, and literally could barely even function because their brain saw it. It was like, wow, this is an amazing animal. It's a healthy animal. We know they live long lives. We know they produce perfect eggs. They have perfect sheds. These are healthy little penis snakes. And it's that happens because it took off, right? It works because it was popularized. It was a recessive trait. What happens when we start doing it and it doesn't take off? We make 16 animals a year. Next year, we make 32. The next year, oh, God, maybe I made 64. We compound that. We have hundreds. And it doesn't take off. What do you do? You're putting your animals down? No, you're selling them. You're handing them out at shows. You're wholesaling them. Now we're putting genetics. We're we're diluting the flow of water. 
Uh, and so there's a responsibility there. And it's crisscross applesauce, right? Like, what do you, where, 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 where do we decide as breeders? Because we are, we're breeders. We're not just keepers. We're breeders. Where do we draw that line? See, that's like with me, like this year, it finally dawned on me. I was talking about it in the beginning with those cocci that I have. My male, mm-hmm. I think, is just a dud. He's a pooper, yeah. But I was like, this year, I was like, hey, you know what? I could take like one of my latticinctus or my pulchers and go to those cocci girls to find out. And I, I won't. Matt most will show up at your house. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. <laughs> You'll, you'll hear they'll actually he like, will find up. you you'll be taking a picture of him locking up and you're just like do 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 <laughs> yeah and but i will i mean i just i won't yeah because even if i do sell them you know i hear people saying all the time well you know just uh market them as such you know don't lie to people tell you know tell them it's a hybrid it's this or that yeah. all right that person gets it is he gonna do the same thing nope like you said then that stuff gets out there and it's I don't know what it is. You're just once it's once it's out of your control, you know, there's like you can't get angry because people decided not to stick with something and move on. You know, it's like once the moment you've relinquished your grasp on something like that and you've put it out there. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens like you don't have control over that. You can tell people all day long, like, make sure this the documentation stays with these people, but it's not that immediate person that you sell it to that you're worried about. It's the two or three right. people that end up with that snake down the line, you know? Yeah. If not more. We, um, we, 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 yeah, exactly. We see something similar with lychees, kind of the opposite. Oh yeah. I take my, uh, non-locale specific animals, pair them up, breed them, make babies, sell it a show for 500 bucks. Right. Little Timmy, uh, takes that animal, has it for a couple years, decides to get into more animals. Boom, now he's into ball pythons. And he says, hey, you know what? Snakes are a lot easier. Uh, or maybe he's into corn snakes. Actually, you know what? He got into Pitchyophis. He's a Pitchyophis guy now. And he says, snakes are a lot easier. And he says, I'm going to sell this lychee. And he gets on. He goes on Morph Market. He's like, all right, well, non-locale specific lychees are four or $500. All right, well, a pure Nuano is 1600 bucks. Okay, okay. A GT Cross is $2,000. Huh. Okay, well, mine's pretty big. I'm gonna call it a G. You know what? This is a this is yeah. a GT Type C or something. You know what I mean? And he puts it out there and sells it. Just oh, was, you know, I bought this from. Uh, I, I produced some pure Nuanas uh, a, a couple years ago. Uh, I bought this from Badlands Predaculture. This is a pure Nuana. It's sixteen hundred bucks. And then somebody says, "Hey, I, I bought this uh, gecko from somebody. They said they got it from you. It's a pure Nuana. Blah blah blah." Oh yeah, I, I produced a handful. I produced eight of those in 2019. And yeah, that, that's you know, that's probably an animal for me. Okay. Now my name's on that animal, right? That person sold it crossed as a lie, but who cares? Because they, they pocketed a lot bigger than what they had invested, you know, with, with the regard of time and all that, of course. So what, what do we, where, where's, uh, where's the backup on that, right? Uh, again, a tough, a tough thing. Uh, Tony Dongara goes to a show, sells a red Zep, right? What an animal, you know? Two three hundred dollar snake. Uh, again, little Timmy buys it. Decides he's a ball python guy. Uh, it, it sells it, or he takes that snake and breeds it to an uh, okatee annery. Right? Uh, gets a whole bunch of okatees and says, "Hey, these are all red zap okatees." Uh, you know, head amel uh, doesn't say anything about the annery because you know he whatever. 
and and now people buy them. It's okay. Yeah, well, these came for Tony Algarra. There's no way. And then they produce an anery, and they go, wait, oh, oh my god, oh my gosh, I just produced a, a random anery. Now there's this kind of dilution in there, and there's the trust in the hobby. And I don't know. We kind of rabbit holing a little bit, but yeah, there's where where is the where is that? Where do we draw these lines, right? Anyways, <laughs> I, I think we've 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 I, I rabbit holed pretty hard. Um, it, I'm with you. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing, and, and and I think it's something we all we need to be honest about what we're doing. But there's also a level you're not being dishonest if you thought you were right. You know what I mean? I I was honest at the time, but I guess yeah, I there's mistaken. genuine mistakes. Yeah. And it's and, and these these genuine mistakes can happen with hybrids. They can happen with lineages. They can happen with a lot of things. They can happen from nefarious situations where somebody buys something thinking that it was genuine. And uh, you know, I I I don't think we can do better than what we're doing now, right? I I don't think it gets better than this. Uh, I just don't. Uh, anyways. There's one other thing I was going to kind of pipe on with that. As far as uh, lineage, Eric, is there anything you're doing either within your collection preserving lineages or when you're selling things to preserve lineages? I really don't have anything that fall into a lineage, really. I mean, well, I mean, I've got like my my namesake snakes, like Bam Bam and stuff. I'm trying to... Yeah, I guess I, I guess we'll go that route with it. With that and uh, seeing what happens with with those animals, and I had another one, Miss Benny, too. I still have some more more animals from her. She's like banded all the way down, real thick yeah. bandage and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I try to work that stuff in there, but it's I I hope we see more of that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, I I got these snakes from this person here. You know, the continuation. I think JT's done a really good job with that. Right. Uh, I, I think you with Bam Bam, like you know that that snake I have from you from him, just will forever be that. He's a killer, right? He's awesome. Uh, I plan to outcross him to some stuff and, and see and see what happens. Uh, Justin, I know you've got some uh, lineage animals, but also with like locality, right? Like. Justin, you're doing a lot of the Ladies Island stuff. I've kind of dipped a little bit into it. That's going to be really neat as that kind of uh, kind of uh, pontificates into the hobby, as it, as it proliferates. Excuse me, not pontificates, proliferates into the hobby. I think it's going to be a neat, uh, a neat thing. Agreed. I kind of had one more thing that I wanted to, because I know I know our time's kind of getting close to limited. Uh, what were Eric, if you kind of reflected last year and what that turned into your plans for this year, your, your best sellers, right? You're doing this full time. Uh, yep. Hey, you mentioned snows last time. Yeah, you yep. talked about snows. Was there anything else now that the now that the books are closed for 2022? We're in it's 2023. Still, it still snows. <laughs> snows. Yeah. I suppose blizzards would fall in there too. I just I, really. Yeah, I don't have anything really to make blizzards yet. I got charcoal stuff, but haven't mixed mixed that. I'm always getting hit up. You got blizzards. You got whatever's really? white. Whatever's white, that's what they want. White snakes. <laughs> it's it, you know, and that's why I understand the popularity of palmettos because, like, I see adult palmettos. I'm like, man, that's badass. But people bug me. I, I get more random messages about palmettos right. than I do about any other 
fucking morph. I'm just like, no, yeah, I don't that's, work that's with just them, but... Weird. I want contrast. I want saturation. I want. Yeah, I know. I'm, just... I'm with you too. It's just like I've joked about a couple other guys too. It's like, all right, everyone's putting these palmettos and all these other morphs and stuff. And I'm like, all right, you're getting a white snake with a yeah. slightly different colored speckle on it. Yeah. Like, where are we going with this? Some I, of the, I, the caramel palmettos are badass. Yeah. I now, don't, I, yeah, I don't know if, any, if, if anyone's working with trying to get, you know, way more speckling on it or re- reverse it and less speckling. Yeah. I can see going that route. And, I, and I'm not taking it away. I've seen some of the, oh, someone posted that caramel or that butter. There's one out there on the internet somewhere, that butter uh, palmetto. Mm-hmm. That one looked bad. That was like, all right, that's cool. Now, I got a palmetto and it's just, she's pretty. It's a cool snake, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the plain ones are awesome, I think. I mean, just the, the fact that it exists, yeah. yeah. The, it's pretty cool. I don't it's so funny to me that like Red Factor doesn't work on Palmetto. Yeah, I, I feel like nothing works on Palmetto. Tessera does not work on Palmetto, right? Like, and if it does, you can't tell because I've seen people post super like or proven Tessera Palmetto. So like I have a proven Tessera Palmetto. Here's a picture, and I'm like, yo, that is literally a palmetto, right? Like it's <laughs> They may yeah. carry the genetics for palmetto, but the you way I... The stripe? Yeah. It's There's a faint line right palmetto. there. Yeah. <laughs> There's no line. It, it freckles the same way. It's so weird. It's it's random patches of odd freckles. I don't know. Yeah. And I thought it was... In disbelief. Up, yeah, I thought it was going to end up like pied in ball pythons where you can have like high expression and right. for high expression pied, right? Like two high expression pieds will produce more high expression pieds. It doesn't work with palmetto. You could take two low, low freckle pieds, I guess. I don't know, low, low, low spot pieds and put them together. Or, or sorry, palmettos, and you don't get a bunch more low spot palmettos. Yeah, like See, you I, can't even line breed it. It's weird. It's so weird. It's odd. That's what I was kind of getting to. Was like I don't have time to do that either. It's like, nah. how many do I have to hang on to? <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Well, and, plenty and of it'd be cool if you could. And then now you're also probably doing palmetto to palmetto to make that happen, right? And yeah. then we all know there's a problem there. What happens right. if you do palmetto to palmetto? How many bug eyes do you get? How many the of these eyes just have? explode? They can't bug yeah. out anymore. And then now let's go another generation. Let's go another generation. Let's go another generation. Where, where, where do we get to the point to where it's just like it ain't gonna happen, right? Like we're gonna we're gonna have just two giant eyes and like a mouth. <laughs> Subox, we're gonna have subox. We're gonna have they're like super subox. They're just those are the only bug eyed ones I like. <laughs> That's it. Subox, subox are cool. Uh, I, I, one thing, I guess, if you still have time, Eric, uh, yeah, we're good. Um, have you oh, wow. ever done any exporting or shipping? I have not. I need to Canada. Can't, um, Canada, I did, but it was really easy because I just dropped them off at Tinley. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, doesn't even count. <laughs> yeah, sca- uh, scales and tails came always come down to Tinley from up there. And they take a great big box back. Um, I did ship stuff to uh, your uh, the ham show mm-hmm. a while back, but the the buyer set all that up. I sent the stuff yeah. down to Mark Bell, uh, Reptile Industries. Yeah, and they sent it over. Yeah, I've had some. I, I've had I some animals to, go though. to Korea. Yeah, I've had some some uh, really crazy guards go to Korea, but it's like I ship them to Houston, and then I never hear back. 
I hear these were received right. in Houston. Thank you. They open them up. They send me pictures. That's it. Right. I need to. I get hit up all the time from Indonesia, Korea. Justin, why don't you tell us about your experience? Because I know you did it like a yeah. A I just shipment. I'm gonna use I just sent talking about it. Sent a pair of subox and a Bairds to our buddy Michael Gillen in Canada. He's in Vancouver. He's not far from from Washington. Um. But I had never shipped international before, if that truly counts. Um, and so he helped, like, he basically was like, it's as long as they're not CITES animals, he's like, it's it's really straightforward. And I'd always assumed that no matter what you were shipping, it was going to be a lot of hoops to jump through. And, and so for that reason, I never really looked into it and always assumed it was just too much of a pain to deal with. Um, but then... Michael was like, you know, I have Wild Rose Pass Subox, and I had mentioned to him that like I had mine, but I didn't think I was going to hold on to him just because I didn't, you know, I needed space for other stuff, and he's interested in Bairds, and so I ended up, uh, he bought the three snakes a couple months ago, and then basically there's like two windows I think throughout the year to export to Canada, and so basically what they had me do was. The shipping company in Canada, which is also called Reptiles Express, as far as right. I can tell, there's no relation to the Reptiles Express here in the States. They just happen to be called the same thing. Um, they send you an email, basically say, fill out this invoice with these animals, these scientific names, USD value, and then they're going to a place in New York, like Lewiston, I think is what it's called. It's somewhere outside of Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken. So then I shipped it to them. Um on the date they kind of tell you to ship it basically they're like you have to ship on monday because we're like once everything's here it's going to canada on uh like yesterday was the 12th so it was like you're going to ship the 10th we're going to get it delivered to us the 11th and then once everything's sort of accounted for we're taking it over the border where customs i guess looks through it and then someone in canada takes it and ships it from there um so I shipped out those snakes Monday. Michael got them today. It's Thursday. Um, and everything arrived fine, like no issues. Uh, what did kind of suck, and I guess what I wasn't used to, was like I shipped them to the, the folks in New York. And I got the, like, got the confirmation from FedEx that they were delivered or picked up and everything. And I was, you know, I emailed them. I was like, does everything arrive Okay. And basically the email I got back was, oh, we're not, we're only there until like 11 or noon. We don't open the boxes. Like we don't, basically we don't, we have the boxes. That's it. We don't know what's going on inside of them. So then I got a notification saying they were shipping from uh, Ontario to Vancouver. Um and they gave you a tracking number there, just like you do with the U.S. stuff. And it got picked up or delivered to Michael. And then, you know, as soon as I got that notification, just messaged him and said, you know, everything make it okay. And he said, yeah, send me pictures. And uh, the whole thing was was pretty painless. I did pack with heat because I was like, it's upstate New York and it's Canada. So it's probably cold. And the high in that part of Can uh, New York was like 65 or something that day. And I was like, do I pack another heat pack like for them to open and use? Like I just with like without really knowing what exactly happens with this box once it's received at New York and then just kind of 
knowing that the next notification I'm going to get is that it's been sent to the person who's getting it in Canada. It was kind of like, I mean, if these snakes die, like who's, who's at fault? Like I sent them out and they were alive. How do I know that they didn't die on way to New York? How do I know they didn't die on the, you know, from the day that they were in New York until the day that they got put to go to Canada? Like at what point in that process? So it's like, I, I didn't read their terms of service and I'm curious. I need to go back and find it. Cause I'm, I'm, I wonder what happens in that, in that instance. Cause it's like, if they said, Hey, you you know, your snakes are dead. It'd be like, you don't know it was me. Do they offer insurance? I see. I ship to New York from reptiles express like here in the U S and then once it goes to New York, it's handled. I think the buyer in Canada handles the shipping that gets taken from Ontario to wherever it's going. Oh yeah, I got that's you. another thing that I don't really know exactly how it works. The whole thing is just—it's a little bizarre, but it worked out. I mean, everything went fine. It just, like I said, there's a lot of questions. The and there thing. are two reptiles express. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Where you're in the bathroom is I—I uh, I don't think they're as far as I know, they are not the same reptiles express. It is like reptiles express that is in Canada is yeah, its own that's thing. Right. And the one I kind of thought they were the same. I thought so too. Because I know Reptile Express, at least in the states, were like one of the first ones to offer mm-hmm. Canadian export. Yeah. See, I don't know. I thought that too. But then in the paperwork they send you to, like, basically the instructions and the invoice you fill out, uh, they're like, you sh- uh, ship. Who's it? Reptiles to you to ship to Canada because they claim that somehow they're better equipped to do it and they give you like a discount code and stuff and i'm like reptiles express us wouldn't have that on their paperwork that i know of i don't know i need to text mike and ask them about it because from what i could tell it it seemed like they were two different things two separate logos but very similar color like yeah brand brand colors i don't it's 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 strange but i mean it works i did it just somebody interviewed uh Somebody from Reptiles Express one time. I can't remember. It might have been us. We had Mike, like Mike Houtzager, who owns Reptiles Express. That was years ago, though. That was a while ago. Yeah. I just remember. I'll have to call Mike tomorrow or ask him. That's the guy I met at Daytona, right? Yes. He's cool as hell. He's awesome. His energy levels are... Reptiles Express is awesome. Yeah. Reptiles Express. You met both Mikes, I think. You met, like... Mike H, who owns Reptiles Express and Premium Crickets and all that stuff, and then you met Mike Arnold, who's the British guy that yeah, basically yeah. like second in command. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did meet both. That's both uh, are awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great shipping company. A lot of great options out there, but that's the one I choose. I've been very happy with their their services and their their communication. Um, Eric, how are the Lineaticalis doing? I try not to even look at them. <laughs> can't be disappointed if i don't watch them <laughs> it's funny because where i've got them now uh i got them in a big four foot ap cage and they're all i just they're together they've been together since brumation no yeah back in november i bring them out and then i underneath them i've got uh some 41 quarts i'll 
split them up to feed them and stuff, and I throw them back up in there. But they're actually underneath my work table. So them guys look at my kneecaps when they're out and stuff, and then when I'm out of the room, they'll come out and look around and stuff, and I'll look in there. I I feel good about them this year. I think when I got them, what, these guys, this would be my third year that I had them. When I got them, they'd been moved around several times. Yeah. The story goes they came from Europe. So, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I got them from Chad Fowkes at uh, mm-hmm. Sewerfest. And um, he got them from somebody in St. Louis, and somebody in St. Louis got them. So I think they just took them that long to, just to get used to, first yeah. off, being in one place, then used to me. They're a little – they have calmed down just a tad. Yeah. That's I, a see pictures, yeah. I see these pictures of some people have them. They got – you know, they're holding them all up and around their necks. And so I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> Everybody that I know that's had them or has them is like, they are nasty. They yeah. hate you. They hate being around you. And I think Jennifer Joseph said it the best too, Ben. Here, you got an eight foot snake and that thing will disappear in 2.3 seconds. They're fast. It's like, what? <laughs> I got three of them in that cage and I don't see them. I've got you know two uh, two hide boxes and the big moist box in there and yeah. stuff for them too. But it's a big uh, animal. It's a big animal. Oh yeah. Um, I've seen them flirting around with one another. I haven't seen any locks with them though. But, any uh, uh, any any luck with your uh, the small pigeophis? I, I forget the uh, oh the uh, Santa Cruz the Pumas. said, "There we go." Yeah. yeah. Um, same deal. They're together. They've been together. They're going to be together. I just keep feeding them, and we'll see what happens. It sounds a lot like my Baja Gophers. I'm just like, you know what? I got lucky enough to see locks this year. That doesn't mean they didn't lock last year. Right. Uh, they're not – my male did give me an awesome display the other day, and they're small. They're tiny, right? They're a little bit bigger around than a corn snake, but the same length. Right. And I've never heard a peep out of these things in five years of keeping them. <laughs> and my male, I took them out of the female's tub and – was you know checking them out, gonna take a picture of them, and he just pop, snap, popped up and did a big old uh pitchophis hiss, and I was like, Wow, yeah, it was deep, but I couldn't believe it. Uh more than a Jani uh sounded like a like a like a big bull snake, and I was like, Oh, and I was like holding him, I was like, This is bad. I should have videotaped it, but you know, you get my big female did that once for me a while back. I spooked her or something, and she gave me a hiss, and that was the first time too. I was like, It's loud. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know you guys had it in you. Yeah, right. You, you, they're so kind of chill. They move, they wiggle. They're kind of like Jani, right? Like they're not, they're right. not a corn snake. They don't like wrap their tail around you and kind of give you that feeling. Jani are always kind of, always kind of moving, right? Always kind of on the go. But this boy just got excited, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" <laughs> Did, you know, never, never been struck at, never been bit at, but. Uh, maybe that just means he was in the mood. So yeah. that's what I've been doing with them. I, I I pull them apart to feed them. I give them a day or so. I put them right back together, and I just yeah. go, go to bed and say my say my prayers to the pitchy office gods and, and, and hope it. My cape, all I got left is a male right now. I gave my female away. Yeah, I raised. Her. I, I I got her as an adult, and when I got her, the guy I got her from didn't tell me that she had some kinks in her. She had some bulging vertebrae and stuff like yeah. that. And I was like, well, I'll hang on. Didn't see what it. Raise you up a little bit and see what happens. And it just, I was like, nah, I'm not going to risk it. No. So then we had a friend of ours who had uh, uh, 
Oh, she does like talks and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, eighty dollars shipping. Cheers. All right. <laughs> they're they're off, cool, man. They're, they're okay. yeah. My, my my little boy, I love that dude. Even yeah. if I don't get another female, I'm hang on to him. They're they're one of those snakes that like I kind of uh, once I got them, uh, and you know that was for me it was a weird situation. I bought my northern pines from Thomas Davis. And I kind of just at the time was like really excited about getting more pitch open. So I messed him. I was like, you know, you got anything else? You know, what what else is in there? He's like, oh, well, I I have one pair of uh, Baja gophers that I produced this year. And all this, I'm like, oh, I don't, I literally don't know what it is. And I'm like, I Googled it. And I was all, is it uh, Bimaris or Vertebralis? He's all their Vertebralis. Like, oh, the red ones with the black tail. And I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll take those. And dude, I got them and I just shocked at how small they were. These tiny little snakes. I was like, wait, what? And I did a little bit more time, you know, do your research before you buy snakes. I did not. And I started like really looking into them and I was like, holy shit, these are cool. And I tried to find out anything on braiding them. And it was like small clutches, you know, cool brumations, pair them like corn snakes. Oh, easy. And then, you know, five years down the road. Oh man. Psych. <laughs> now, if they do go, I will. You will hear me from South Texas screaming with excitement. <laughs> even if I just get eggs, just give me, just give me fertile eggs. They don't even have to make it to hatch. I understand that that's the goal. We lose eggs in, in, in incubation all the time. Right. Just give me fertile eggs. At least let me know that I did something right along the lines to get to get fertile eggs. Uh, that's going to be a uh, oh. just uh, unadulterated excitement. Nerd. That's uh, why I go with the lime pines. Yeah. yeah. I got eggs last year. What I ended up with, I think 12. And then six slugs. And the other six dropped off during the incubation. Which isn't uncommon. I think I, I found that with Jani. Every year I lose a couple of Jani eggs in, in brumation. Or, sorry, in incubation. Incubation. Um, I'll see if you're brumating them, you're going to do the wrong way. <laughs> if, I, if I lose these things. <laughs> Specifically, a couple of them during brumation, I probably messed up. I'm keeping uh, them at fifty, and none of them are hatching. <laughs> uh, snakes, not turtles. Damn it! Oh yeah, that's weird. Turtles are weird. Diapons. Uh, uh, but it, it, you know, there's there's some drop off on eggs when we're incubating, kind of similar to other things on some of these very dry species. Uh, I'm interested to know if that's what happens with Stenocolis or, or uh, Bogertrophis. You know what I mean? With mine, I, 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 I totally attribute to I didn't have enough airflow in there. I just grabbed a, just a regular box. Might have had one hole in it. I didn't just didn't think when I set them up. Yeah. And, you know, Alterna have that problem. Uh, Alterna, if they don't get enough airflow, specifically in the last 15 to 20 days of incubation, they'll all die in the egg. They'll straight up just all die in the egg. Right. And, and I've had that happen uh, two years in a row. So now every snake, uh, well, not, not corn snakes. I'm doing corn snakes the same way I've always done corn snakes because I've had, I think, 100% hatch rate. I don't know, maybe 98% hatch rate. Uh, everything else, I put holes, I put four holes in my uh, incubation tubs, and I'd always done Paralyte, 50% uh, of weight water-wise. Um, and then I always sprinkle a little bit of Paralyte on top that I know is not wet, put the eggs on top, put the lid on. Uh, but at 45 the day, I keep the, all the holes covered. The whole time, or for the first 45 days, at 45 days, I pull those uh, tabs off. This I got from John Lasseter with all of his Mexicana stuff, because you kind of have to do that. They have to crazy ventilation towards the end of incubation. 
and I did a well, lot better. That oxygen, ex- like the gas exchange, is happening a lot more because there's like they're switching over from yeah, relying on the embryo and stuff to now like they need the air to start oxygenating blood and things like that. Yeah, uh, probably it's, a lot it's, faster it's, than corns because corns I'll do that. I'll write. I always got you know the date they're supposed to be hatching, and usually about a week before that, I start pulling tape off the holes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, exactly. I'm doing yeah. it 15 days before on on, on right. those species. Uh, now what I'm doing is I'm doing the same paralyte mixture, but I found on Amazon they sell. Everybody talks about these light diffusers. You get them at uh, Home Depot yeah. or Lowe's yep. stuff. Well, they sell one that's a lot more concentrated. It's a lot smaller, and it's used for fish breeding. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're they're like it's like an aquarium supply plastic on Amazon. Uh, and if you like Google, fish oh, I bet breeding, they use it for coral and stuff. Yeah, I think I th- actually I think yeah. that's what it is, but it's really small squares, mm-hmm. but it's still about half inch thick. And so I'm cutting pieces of those and setting it on top of my perlite, and so it's not real thick. It's not really messing up my egg boxes because I use those uh, food prep boxes for my eggs. It's funny. I'll pitch you up. I might have like two eggs per box. I just separate them all. <laughs> uh, but I, I just that size fits perfectly in my sea serpent incubator, and I, I love it. I, I like I could put a whole bunch of them in there. Uh, whereas if I start putting bigger tubs, I start. Uh, I, I overwhelm myself very quickly. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm putting, so I'm doing the same thing with Paralyte, but I'm putting that little, that layer on the whole thing. Uh, and I put some little uh, plastic golf tees in there that I also got on Amazon to make sure nothing rolls around because, you know, it's not, it's not the same. I can't really dig a little hole down in there. And I'm hoping that helps also with ventilation and, and ups the, uh, ups the ante on, on hatch rate, at least for Mexican stuff, the, the Leonis, the Alterna. And I'm going to do the same thing for the Bajas uh, if they do go. Uh, and for Jana. Uh, because Jan, I, every year I lose two, three eggs. Uh, you know, last year, I think I got 12 eggs. I got nine babies. Uh, so we'll see that girl. She's laying any minute. She's ready. So, so I don't even know if mine's locked up. I haven't paid I, attention to them either. They're together. Yeah. She might, my girl might be a little bit small, but we'll, we'll find out. The first time my girl went, she was pretty small. In fact, the only reason they went was because I had had them together when I was cleaning a tub out. And uh, <laughs> forgot about it. Straight up right. forgot about it. And then, like, literally, it was, like, through the winter. And I was like, ah, I'm only feeding them every two weeks or so. Like, yeah, it's whatever. And, uh, yeah, like, one, I sent a video to the group, the old group chat. And I was like, look, I think the snake's grabbing it. He's about to lay eggs. I gave her a nest box. She laid me nine eggs or something. So, this year, I did brumate them. I did do it differently. And after brumation, uh, they shed. And I did see locks. They were aggressive breeders. Um, so that was that was that was pretty cool uh, to see. Very different than what I did last year. Uh, so last year I just kept them together through brumation, which wasn't even a brumation because I was still feeding them, and I didn't cool them down. So I guess I didn't brumate them, uh, but I kept them through the winter months together. And I actually at this time already last year I think I was hatching eggs. Maybe early May, uh, something like that, because they would lay in like January, uh, February. I guess they would they would lay. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, they would lay in February. I would hatch them in, in, in May. Uh, so doing it different this year. She's definitely gravid. Uh, she's, they're, they're, they have a very apparent gravid, right? Like they're you can tell uh, with all with all Pitchophis, really. Yeah. Are there any uh, any other species you're shooting for this year? Maybe something new or, 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 or a repeat? This year, no. Next year, I, my Russians might be going. My Koreans might be going. Yeah. And then um, 
I'll have some more Japanese rat snakes up and ready. Those are cool. Yeah. I'm not going to double clutch my female this year. I had that issue with her. Ended up being, it was exactly what I thought it was. She just, she just bled some and then had some sperm mixed in there. But I walked in just as it was happening. It's really shocking. I, looking, yeah. yeah oh, when yeah. I first looked at it, That's, I thought it was. Uh, when people said. Oh, I instantly went to the kitchen and started getting sugar water. I was like, all right, he's got a prolapse, is what that is. Went back in, looked at it. I'm like, no, that's not prolapse. I mean, it was freaky. Yeah. It was very bizarre. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was what do I th- it was exactly what I thought it was. Of course, like a dumbass, I posted it online. Hey, so you want to be a breeder? <laughs> so what you got to you know, yeah, so look this. forward to sometimes. Well, fine, yeah. you fucking YouTube. Like, oh, you didn't do anything. Oh, it's funny because I even, I even contacted uh, one of our vets. Just mail, you know, uh, message him some pictures and stuff. And he's just like, What do you call? You know what that is. What are you calling me for? I should be calling you about this. I'm like, I just covering my tracks here. Making sure. Yeah. Just send me a message tonight with something doctoral so I can post a screenshot on it. So the mom will leave me alone. Yeah. All was fine. I got two. Uh, she did lay, what, three slugs early. And then laid three, and I lost one, so I only got two eggs. And two I'm good eggs, gonna... better than none, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And usually I double clutch them, and I'm, I'm just like, nah. Don't want to risk it. No biggie. Are you doing the uh, AML Pyros again this year? Um, I am some. I sold off two, because last year I still got – no, I think everyone's eating now. <laughs> oh, king snakes! And I was like, "All right, that's 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 a bit much." <laughs> Montane kings. I think I had like man. fifteen of them. I had sixteen all together. No, I think that was four clutches. And like right off the rip, one eight, and then no one ate. And I'm like, "All right, that's fine." I threw everybody into brumation with their parents. But I had they hatched in August. I threw them in the brumation in November, so then I brought them out uh, February, and that picked off a few of them. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, everyone now is pretty much eating, but... Pyros like to brumate and then eat, and I don't know if that happens just necessarily in the wild, uh, but for that particular species... I'm betting it does. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it does. I think a lot of snakes do that. That higher elevation and stuff, food isn't going to be, you know... Right, ability the window's gonna be smaller. Just take your pick. There's a I have a pair of Alterna, uh, nine mile north Sanderson's that are like they're insane, they're so badass. And it's from a wild caught male that a buddy found last year and paired to an F1 female. And he, you know, the which is another weird thing a wild caught male to a female will breed every time, and I don't know. Why that's a thing, but he caught it, took it home. They bred that night, like literally, he was out on the prowl. And uh, he's probably like, "This is pretty easy." Yeah, he's like, "Oh my god, it's right here." They bring you uh, to them. <laughs> yeah, uh, for some reason, I have done everything. These snakes have brumated. They brumated in my buddy's collection. I have done all the alternate tricks. All, oh, like I don't know any. I'm I'm almost at the point where I have like two more things I'm going to try. And it's like time to start putting tails down these things' throats. They ain't even 
none of his are eaten either. He's been, and he's like an, he's like the alterna guy. Right. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. This is a uh, really weird. So yeah, I, 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 I've probably talked about, you know, alterna, as long as you're prepared and you have the tricks, they'll be fine, man. These are testing my capabilities yeah. and, and I'm talking multiple different species of lizards, literally just lizards, uh, brown paper bags, uh, the boiling, the washing, the every, I, 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 I'm kind of at that point where I'm like, I actually don't know what else to try. Have you done all of them at the same time? (laughs) That was what I was about to say is like, just trying everything, right? Like let's try boiled, brained, washed, scented, wash it, you boil it, you brain it, you scent it, you put it in a paper bag. How about putting like four or five pinkies in there at one time? I've not tried frog. frog. Uh, That is, and I do have some, uh, a a scenting frog and some frog juice. Uh, So maybe, maybe I'll try frog next. I mean, the other thing is like, these are little tiny snakes. You can't really bug them too much, right? Like you, you try to feed them. You can't just try it. It only only gets more, you're only digging yourself a deeper hole when you try and offer it to them constantly. Yeah. So I've got to go through and retry some of the, the, they haven't lost. They haven't lost any weight with me, uh, and they they he he had pumped them a few times before brumation. Sometimes keepers will do that. They'll give them a little bit of carnivore care or baby food. He he does carnivore care, uh, and so before brumation, he'll do that for a couple weeks, uh, and then put them down for brumation for four months. Uh, these did have a full four month brumation, so yeah, maybe maybe I'll try. I need, you know, I'm gonna try boiled with frog juice and then non boiled with frog juice, washed with frog juice. I'm gonna try little brown paper bags. Let's do that. Have you tried Mediterranean geckos? Uh, I've tried Mediterranean gecko tails. These are they're tiny. They're tiny. Uh, they, they, I don't even know if they can hmm. be real cool if I could breed leopard geckos and I could snap their tails off. But it turns out Christopher Thomas Paint Shop cannot breed fucking leopard geckos. So you got coleonics? That's even I, I do have coleonics, but I've pulled their tails off so many times and made little tail pictures. Oh, so my oh, wife was wanting a lychee. And she, and she, she was trying to justify it. Well, we can tape tape pinkies to it, and let's let you know, send the send the pinkies with leeches. Well, let's tape it right to it. <laughs> you can just hang out with him for a few days. I I get you leechy this year. Oh, I don't know leechy. They're they're easy. They're fun. They're dude. Leeches are they're neat. I I've had some issues with my pair that's been going for many years now. Uh, I've sent Justin. I think I don't know if I've sent y'all all the video, but. They've been fighting a little bit, but I've got another pair I'm putting together uh, Saturday. I've got a new pair, new pair of granites. That I'm, I'm sorry, on but everything you've shown me about those tells me that there's nothing enjoyable about those lizards. Until you hold one, until you put one in your hand and you're like, holy shit, this animal. Maybe. Real. I don't one know. Every time you talk number. about them, they're either fighting and trying not to kill each other or they're like, wanting to bite the shit out of you like they're drawing blood whether it's from their friend or from you it's happening. once you once you get them out of their enclosure they're super chill they're not fussy they're never fussy outside of their enclosure they, they just don't they don't like being messed with i got um, the ackies man that's, that's plenty. How, how are those going i mean good. good they breed pretty young right yeah i so they have a like a dig box but I haven't noticed any any signs of like significant weight loss or anything from the female signifying that maybe she would have laid, but I don't know. They are the way you get a pair of Ackies. Still not a confirmed pair or anything either, so it's entirely possible that it's not a pair. 
isn't isn't there like an idea that they may be you could just start with two babies and if you keep them together they'll become male and female i've i've heard this i've heard something similar i don't know if it's about yeah. aggies in particular or something else like they don't have determined sex when they're born it's like they become what they need to be i don't they I morph know. yeah like that sounds really stupid <laughs> And I'm saying it out loud, and it sounds real dumb, but I thought that was like a thing with Ackies. I don't know, maybe somebody tell me I'm wrong. Um, but I thought I thought that's what Ackies did. They like don't start out as a particular sex; they become a sex if you keep them in pairs. Sounds Stop real good. That. Yeah, I, you heard it here first, guys. Hmm. Well, we're at the two-hour mark. Is there anything else? Any closing remarks? good hope everyone has a good season yeah yeah eric i hope you can knock it out of the park like you did last year hopefully <laughs> looks like he's on on track yeah i think you're on the right track absolutely yeah i do have some uh another project i was working on uh sun-kissed lavender anneries mm. looking forward to see what those look like and you have cool. stuff for sale on Morph Market currently, right? Those? No. No, I mean just in general. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I, I think, I think there's like eighty animals on there. Oh wow! Still. Periodically, I'll go through and and look at what you got because I feel like it changes a lot, and I don't, I'm not on there enough to keep up with it day to day. You you, you you do a very good job of updating your posts. You you you, I constantly I'm seeing. Like, oh man, what is Eric got now? Those sunkissed Miamis. Are so badass. Yeah, they're still there. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, it's also nobody but us appreciates them. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 that that's what I mean. You don't. Even, they're not. They're also priced very reasonably. That, those are. That's what anyways. I thought too. I think I think they're badass. I, I I don't need more snakes. I don't need more snakes. Just like just like <laughs> Daytona man, set me loose with like a grand. I'll do some damage. All I need. You coming to Daytona this year, Eric? I doubt it. I don't know, though. I don't know. You got to go, man. It's so badass. I know. You know, the thing is, I've actually never even been to one, even visiting. A lot of corns. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Colubrid show. I think you'd, uh, I think it's right up your alley. And plus, you get to hang out at the gazebo and and, and drink beers with us. It'll be fun. (laughs) Well, you don't want me drinking beer. We always have fun. It's uh, we we stay up extremely late at night, and and start. Y'all do. Oh yeah, just yeah, about like early. like midnight. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I think I stay. But I'm always the first one up then too, because like I'm then I'm up at like six and ready to go. But I just stay up till three in the morning, and then all of a sudden, horrible. I, I I think I was. I love sleep too much. I think me and Jake were the last people. Me, Probably. Jake, and Casey Cannon. Oh, my God, Casey Cannon. Oh, he's a demon. Me, him, and Jake were the last people left on Friday night. And then Saturday night, I don't remember too much. And then Sunday night sucked because I had to, my flight got canceled. I went to bed at like 10 o'clock, on, or I tried to go to bed, but yeah. Ridiculous. It's fun. Everybody come see us at Daytona. Well, this episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Once again, check them out Facebook, Instagram. Use the code THN at checkout. Save yourself a little bit of money. Get yourself something nice, be it a rack, be it a cage. You can't go wrong.
I cannot wait to get my hands on my stuff so I can upgrade some things and move some things around. Awesome. Another great room reorganization is in the the horizon. Dreading it, but also looking forward to it because I hate having to rearrange everything. <laughs> it's such a pain in the ass. It is, especially when you got a small ass room like me. No room to move around. Um, so check them out and then head on over to silenthillreptiles.com and see what they've got up for grabs currently. I know, like I said, they've got a ton of clutches and stuff that they weren't even planning on having, but they have them. So we'll see yeah. what happens there on the for sale page. Uh, but give them a follow as well on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and then go hunt down ECW Reptiles on Facebook and Instagram and Morph Market and follow them on all three. And uh, stop sleeping on the many snakes he has for sale currently. Absolutely, yeah. Because some of them just should not, they, sh they should have been gone. They should have been gone a long time ago. <laughs> they're only going up in price. Yeah. Yeah, they're appreciating <laughs> in value. The more pinkies I pump into them, it's 50 cents a top. <laughs> Each one. There's a little ringer. We'll be back for Snakes and Stogies on Monday, uh, as far as I know, as long as Phil Wolf doesn't uh, bail on me again for his anniversary. It's not a valid excuse. Totally agree. Knows. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you guys for joining us. See you guys. Later. Have a good one, Eric.